everybody sing. <laughs> it is a day for rejoicing, Tony Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm free at last. Free at last. Good God Almighty, I'm free at last. I want to thank everybody out there, every single person who had my back, my front, every other body part you can think of that you could have. It is a fun time in the big ballpark tonight. And ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to Tony Bruno's show on Twitch.tv. When last you joined us, we were talking about, and I didn't really make a big deal about it yesterday, I don't think. Uh, well, just once. I mean, I did one rant. I didn't, meant to, I didn't yes. spend the whole show talking about it. I was, uh, I was blocked by Twitter. Yes. Not just for 24 hours. No, this was a full This was a seven-day seven day in purgatory. Yes, yeah, seven-day sentence. And again, I could survive without Twitter for seven days, but we're going to the Super Bowl on Saturday. And so since most people follow me on Twitter, get the information, and obviously on Twitch, if you follow us on the program every day, you get notifications when we're about to go live. But for the rest of the people who don't follow us on Twitch or don't know we're on Twitch, even though we talk about it all the time, it was an opportunity. You know, that would have, that would have really put a big uh, crimp in our style. Yes, it would have. But here's the best part of the whole thing. So Twitter, I didn't even realize it, 528 this morning, they sent me an email. We have posted well, it. Well, I appealed. No, Robin did appeal. I appealed yesterday. She threw the red flag yesterday, and I thought that was means it was her time of the month, but actually it wasn't. Miss. Oh, see, now I'm going to block you for seven days. Damn it, Tony. It's not a seven-day colonic cleanse. <laughs> not 30 days in the hole. I love sex. I love everything about it. Well, who doesn't? I mean, come on. I'm not in solitary confinement like Michael Avenetti is sitting in El Chapo's jail cell in New York City. Yeah, how about that? I wasn't the, I wasn't mistreated like do that. Think, do you think there's good juju vibes in that cell? I don't know what there is. There's probably some dope somewhere in there, which Avenetti should be taking because he has been a dope. But enough about that. Yes. Back but to Twitter jail. So people are wondering, how do you get a seven-day suspension and what did you get it for? And as I suggested yesterday, I have no idea. No, it was it was ridiculous because and th this is the problem with Twitter or any kind of writing where you're n you don't have enough room to specifically state this is sarcasm. I am making fun of this person. I am actually exactly. criticizing this person. So let me read what Twitter wrote to me this yes. morning. And I almost got goosebumps. I sported a Woodrow, as we used to say growing up <laughs> when I became a little more dignified instead of popped a Woody or got a boner. Yes. I don't know many, many people who listen. You know, people have been shadow banned. They've been blocked. They've been, you know, shut down for 24 hours, whatever. Many people have had their accounts completely suspended. Yeah. Removed. Yes, and we, we hope it never comes to that because no. that would be horrible. So this is what I got this morning. And ladies and gentlemen, I have to play some, uh, some appropriate music behind this. Okay. Let me find a nice tune here. How about this one? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Damn it, Robin! I didn't. I did all this work, and except I didn't put the damn thing back on the right uh, system. That is not my fault. I know it's my fault. I didn't blame you. When it's your fault, I'll blame you. When it's my fault, I'll think about blaming you, but then I will eventually. Here we go. 
You ready now, Rod? Yes. I'm playing it. Here we go. Everybody now. Now you realize that this is a copyrighted song. So I know, but the Stones say, will give me permission. No, anything that you say is now going to be muted later on. All right, I'll stop it right there. Then I just want to play that. I just let's resume. I can turn it down for all right, you. Turn it all the way down for me all because right. I want to read once again a reading from Twitter support, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Did Jim Nance write this? Hello, <laughs> friends. Hello, friends. Our support team has reviewed your account, and it appears we made an error. I, I can't believe they actually admitted their error. Nobody admits errors anymore. I know. It's so impressive. I continue. We've determined there was no violation and have restored your account to full functionality. Let me give myself one of these. Or them. Who do I give or my... Or me. I'm the one that appealed for you. That's your job, Robin. (laughs) (laughs) I continue. Second paragraph. We sincerely apologize for any inconvenience and appreciate you taking the time to submit your appeal request to us. Ladies and gentlemen... And I want to thank Jack, the great Jack Dorsey, the man who runs Twitter, the man who I supported 150% yesterday, who, whose back I had, who I've never ridiculed or criticized once, ever, <laughs> ever, 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 for seeing fit to, this is justice. This is the kind of justice people want. You're falsely accused. You're pretty much sent to jail. And then you appeal, they look through the feed, and they realized, let me repeat the most important line of this. Okay. Well, there's two. We've determined there was no violation and have restored your account to full functionality. We sincerely apologize for any inconvenience. I feel, you got to feel, people are saying, when they read that, because we posted, you did a screenshot of the Twitter restoring my account. To full functionality. Burton now, of Gust. course, most of our most of the show has no full functionality, <laughs> but Twitter does at least. Burton Gust uh, says, um, "I'm telling you, they were quaking at a possible sugar tits revolution on Twitter." <laughs> <laughs> and the response on Twitter at Tony Bruno show is absolutely <laughs> insane. Welcome back. You cannot be stifled, Attica, Attica, or I could play the scene again from the movie. <laughs> from the movie network. Yes, yes. I'm Peter Finch says, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. I want you all to open your windows now. We will not be stifled. We will not be silenced, ladies and gentlemen. We are the voice of the people. We are here in the wine cellar in South Philadelphia on your behalf. At least for a couple hours a day, anyway. You're on your own the rest of the day. But anyway, a lot of fun, and uh, and uh, at least the account is at full functionality, even if the owner is not. <laughs> I I believe that my um, my salary should be doubled now, right? Yeah, you're going to be doubled from nothing to something as we go to Miami. You I know mean, what you're getting, Robin? Like you're getting season- another ten days on the road. 
Yeah. To hang relaxing, out, relaxing, relaxing for vacation, 20 hours right. a day. You know, you'll be sitting on South Beach sipping Mai Tais or whatever else they sip down there. There'll be a lot of sniffing going on, too, but yes. not in our particular sense. No, 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 no. But anyway, I want to thank everybody for having my back and all the adulation. Because my being falsely accused of violating rules, and I wonder who falsely accused me, because, you know, people play cop on Twitter. I think it was Twitter. probably a bot. I, I'm serious. I think it was a bot. As soon as they see certain words. But, they, but there wasn't a word that was the violation. So how do you shut somebody down for seven days unless it was a heinous act, unless I was threatening somebody's life? I know, I know, I know. Or doing things that are on there all I, the time. Anyway, I'm not mad anymore because I have proven, because of Robin's efforts and other people, to, to tweet Twitter support to suggest and wonder why I was suspended for seven days. I am a fantastic lawyer. And I, I should be, I'm the Twitter defense attorney. Just don't go on the impeachment thing and bore me for another 12 hours. Luckily, I, got, I found a way to fall asleep last night. I turned on the TV at 1130, and then there is the impeachment stuff going on, and that put me out cold. No, you turned on that movie, Jennifer Lawrence, Mother. No, I, and, then, and then I turned on the impeachment thing. Yeah, I was watching Mother, which I had never known. And it yeah, was the thought, Jennifer Lawrence. It, was, everybody it thought says it was it's a, a horror, horror movie. movie. It is not. It's listed as a horror movie. It's an art movie. It is a uh, very strange art movie that represents Earth and the Bible and biblical events. In mo- I mean, it's very, it's very weird. Very weird, but not very scary. You know, when I saw horror, and yeah. I had, I, you know, there's a movie Mama, which was very scary. Right. And I don't, I don't like scary, glutty, glory, you know, gory, kids go into the woods and get hacked up movies. Those are a dime a dozen, and you don't really care about the characters. So Jennifer Lawrence, this was really a, a, a step away from what she normally does. Yeah. yeah and no, so I, I hadn't seen it, and it was on cable, so I'm watching that. I wasn't watching impeachment. I watched some of the Flyers shutting out the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins 3 nothing, and then I turned on the movie. It was already in progress, so I didn't watch it from the beginning. I tuned it in, and I'm like, oh. I didn't think I was going to watch the whole thing. And you really don't want to pick up a movie an hour in because I didn't see how it started. And I had no clue what was going on. But anyway, Robin comes up, and it's near the end. And we watch it. Then she goes on her tablet, which she's already on. I started to see some things that reminded me of a certain, you know, biblical story. It was a little – there were some some – Similarities, and then when I went on Wiki, you I went, figured out that Javier Bardem, what's his name, Javier, Javier not Bidet. <laughs> no, he's a great actor, by the way, award Academy yeah. Award winner. Javier, Javier Bardem, Bardem, he, he's phenomenal. He's he good in everything. Portrays, he, does. he symbolizes God exactly, and then Jennifer. Uh, Lawrence symbolizes Mother Earth. Now, I didn't want to give away the and plot in case you weird. haven't seen it. But anyway. It's very strange. Thought-provoking. Uh, it's a little disturbing at some times. But, you know, it was worthwhile seeing. Well, again, I would have probably not a movie. Want, but theater. the problem was I wanted to turn it off and not, and not watch it. I wanted to watch it from the beginning. But it was too late to start it at midnight. So I put on the impeachment to see it was over. And they're still yapping. And that put me out for good. Not the movie. So let's get it back to the business now, Robin. Yes. So we're free to do what we want. Now, there is somebody in the news that is probably not, not Julian Javier, the former shortstop. Great. Thank you, uh, Eric. Julian Javier. Great Julian Javier knowledge, by the way. Can you give me just a little more of the Royal Philharmonic, Robin? I just got rid of it, Tony. I just want to finish off Sorry. this segment. Because I, I will not it. talk I, about Twitter the I rest of the show. It. Sorry. 
damn you. You got to let me know. I told you. I saw it up there, and that's when I said it, and then you took it down. Yeah, because it was gone. Gone, gone. Jesus. But we do have somebody who is not going to be free. (laughs) By the way, the articles of suspension have now been withdrawn. So while the Senate and the House are fighting over the articles of impeachment, the Tony Bruno impeachment from Twitter has now been justifiably removed and revoked. Yes. I'm free. I do no longer have the stain we did not on need, my record. We did not need additional witnesses. <laughs> it stood by its virtue alone. You you released the transcripts, and you were proven innocent. And I also released a couple of videos on Twitter, and they, they said, hey, <laughs> you know what? Hey, you. You. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Now, there was something that happened last night that was a big brouhaha, Tony Bruno. Yes, and let's get into the sports now. we got a lot of stuff to talk about on the show. We thank you for joining us. Of course, a big story in the NBA tonight is Zion Williamson makes his debut for the Pelicans, and that'll be the big story in the NBA tonight because we've been waiting for this kid since he was drafted. He got hurt in training camp, and now he's finally ready to go. So that's the big story in the NBA. We got a basket brawl, though, in college yes. last night. Everybody has probably seen this by now because it's, you know, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and if you're just stumbling up, or maybe you work late and you get up and you don't put on SportsCenter at 7 a.m. or any of the other shows, Kansas and Kansas State, rivalry. But this one got ugly last night. If you haven't seen the video, we'll play it for you now. There was no reason for this to happen. Kansas was laying a beat down on Kansas State, 81-59. So the game was over. They're up 22, Kansas 22 points, game's over, and then there's a block shot at the end, and that's what's triggered this brawl underneath the basket as the game ends, and Silvio D'Souza, no relation to Tammy D'Souza, the former local meteorologist who unceremoniously faded away from the local landscape without warning, without any, any reason why, she is out of here, and maybe Silvio D'Souza will as well. He's the Kansas player involved in the fracas under the basket. There was a pair of fans involved, some dude with, like, skinny jeans on who didn't look like he could fight. He was getting up. And this was a taunting thing. So D'Souza from Kansas, mm-hmm. his team winning by 22, has won right. the game. And then he taunts the guy after he does the block shot at the end, which meant nothing to the outcome of the game. Right. And then it got ugly under the basket. And then D'Souza picks up a chair going WWE. Yes. He didn't hit anybody, thankfully, because then police were coming in. I other think it players. might have been his coach grabbed the chair just in time. Well, out finally, of yes, cooler heads prevailed. Now you're winning. Yeah. You're the winning team. And now you're going to get into a confrontation where you go for the chair? So Dick Vitale, of course, was asked about this last night. And we'll play it. This is his reaction on ESPN College Basketball. Dick was doing the Duke game last night. Or as a lot of people call Dick, who's a friend, Duke Vitale, because he's, everybody thinks he's a Duke apologist. But let's get Dick Vitale's reaction on ESPN last night after the debacle, Kansas, Kansas State. 
Well, just absolutely sickening, unbelievable. In 40 years on my TV, I haven't seen anything like that unless you go to the NBA and you look at the Pistons brawl that took place at the Palace. I think there's no doubt in my mind that DeSosa never, ever should put a uniform on again in college basketball. None. As Seth said, and I couldn't agree more, he's holding a chair. I mean, that's criminal. He's going to hurt somebody. I mean, I don't want to hear the excuse that they stole the ball with time running out, should have never done such. Give me a break. That was ugly. Where were the coaches, the assistants, keeping their team on the bench? That's the first rule. One assistant should take charge and make sure that no one gets there. It is sickening. There's no place in the game. That was almost criminal what the Sosa was done. I'll be shocked if he ever wears a uniform again in a Kansas uniform. So there's Nick Vitale, obviously, going to the maximum extreme. I don't know if you throw the guy out of school forever. Again, I don't want to play judge, jury, and executioner, but this is the winning team. It's not like you're losing and you get frustrated because the other team's showing you up. You just won the game. Yeah. And you're going to react like that? And then one of your first instincts is to go reach for a chair? This isn't ECW, although I love ECW. I mean, look at him. He was ready to slam it on top of somebody's head. Did you see the dude with the white uh, skinny jeans? Initially in the altercation? No, is that right at the beginning? Yeah, I mean, he was one of the fans involved. Okay, I'm going to play this. Play the whole thing again now. That's just a clip. So this is from... uh, uh, Not Dinesh D'Souza, by the way. This is Timothy Burke's um, Twitter handle. And he's the one that caught everything right from the get-go. Well, no, he uses a bunch of compilation. Timothy Burke's a basketball writer. He uses the actual television replay which is the first one that everybody saw you'll see the guy in the skinny jeans then there were people who were obviously on the floor with cameras phones right and they so he uses a whole bunch of different he compiled all the videos the first one was the broadcast on espn 81 59 the game ends and then you see behind the basket that's where the confrontation occurs and then he plays another clip which was on the floor right so the I'll second turn, one down turn, this was on this um where he says that there was almost you, the chair shot. Yeah, you see the chair. He picks the chair up over his head, and before he, and it's one of those stools. It was one of yeah. those three-legged stools with a round That's there top. there on the side. Right. And so before he gets a chance, you'll see a coach come over and knocks it out of his hands, it looks like. And so they kept him from using the chair. Or then this could have been, you want to talk about, this could have been not only assault. Now, I don't know if they could charge him with assault. I would even think though he so. Didn't hit, I mean, the intent was to use the chair. Yeah. Just because he didn't hit somebody with the chair doesn't mean he wasn't using the chair or thinking about using a chair as a weapon in a stupid fight. Even Bobby Knight, all he did was throw the chair against the floor, and I was there for the Olympics when he did that back in 1984 in Los Angeles. But anyway, we'll see what happens. It was ugly. You know, leave this crap to the big – even the NBA doesn't do this anymore. (laughs) I'm sure Ron Artest somewhere is sitting there saying, damn, that shit's crazy. That shit is crazy, man. Now, uh, Burton Guest goes, D'Souza's going to be calling, Robin. He's heard about your uh, your great legal mad skills on Twitter. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I even I can defend him on that one. The rematch will be at the ECW Arena at 2300 Swanson Street. It's, now, it's not the ECW Arena. It's 2300 Arena, formerly the ECW Arena, which we drive past all the time, Robin, as you well know right next to the Iatsi Hall down there on, on, a, on a road of uh, – uh, there's a street that runs yes. down there. 
and basically you there's, need there's to have there's also a little theater inside you there, need though. to have a monster truck to drive down that street because no, it just no, got they, repaved they, they repaved it They're, but you don't know which side goes yeah. which way yeah yeah people are driving confusing. the wrong way on that street down there confusing. near the ECW in ECW but you don't ECW. you do no you no longer fall into the pit of hell every <laughs> 3 feet so yeah Trevor from a lot of our great wrestling fans and ECW fans from back in the day are checking it out uh, Trevor from the 203, did he learn chair shots from Sabu or Rob Van Dam, the man who called himself Mr. Monday Night, but was actually not really Mr. Monday Night? He stole that from me. Exactly. And I never, right. I never. Uh, <laughs> he has been suspended indefinitely right now. And by the way, D'Souza, they just got a hold of him. Adam Schiff just called the University of Kansas, uh-huh, the Jayhawks, uh-huh. and said if he gets thrown out of basketball and doesn't get to play again, he could be the chairperson at the impeachment trial. Oh. That's going to go on for a couple of weeks. Perfect. So they got a job for him anyway. What up, Sandman? Um, FYI, what up? no crossover today um, because it's just before Super Bowl, and they have a bunch of things that they're going over. Are and they so blowing they, us off, Harry Mays and Aton Shander? They're blowing Shander? us off. He, they Sons apologize. They should apologize just like Twitter apologized. Exactly right. I think I'm going to make this a apologize to Tony Wednesday. I know it doesn't rhyme, and it's not. There's no alliteration involved. Just a lot of illiteracy involved on this show. But no. So the only people that needed to apologize were Twitter, which they did. Yes. Everybody else was defending you, going, "Free Tony, free Tony, free Bruno." And they did. They listened. They listened to the appeal, which I did masterfully. Thank you very much. And they listened to your public. Maybe was- you should go down there and represent either the Republicans or Democrats and get this damn impeachment crap out of the way. I can't imagine anybody watching that for one day, let alone for weeks <sighs> after weeks after weeks. Especially, can I, okay, I, it doesn't matter what side you're on. Can you, having one person, the same person speaking for hour after hour after hour, they keep, they keep uh, giving the floor back to Schiff. And it's like, come on. Robin, he's the impeachment man. God, I'm not getting into the impeachment. I know. I'm just telling I'm like, you I'm so tired that I try to him. watch it. I followed the other two impeachments of Richard Nixon which never resulted in a conviction because Nixon quit before they finally got to throw him out. And I followed the, I would say I was on the air during the Nixon impeachment trial. I was on the air during Watergate. I was on the air during the Clinton impeachment. And so I know how tedious. If you've ever been in a courtroom where you have some sort of, whether you're on trial or you go to see a trial, it's pretty boring stuff. If you've been a juror and you have to sit there day after day yes. after day, there's nothing exciting about this. You know what could happen though, because they have to. They, they went in. They went on until like 1 a.m. or something like that. What was that movie, Mister Something Something Goes to Washington? Mister Smith goes to Washington. Mister Smith rather. goes to Washington. Maybe we can get like some of that kind of testimony where they've been talking for so long they start hallucinating and it becomes. Oh, there's really remixes interesting. to everything. I mean, nowadays. I think that that would be everything. awesome. Can we can we get some hallucination sensation? How about just snoring, which would make it uh, appropriate. But anyway, we have breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, there is breaking news, as we've just given you the top story. Mr. Peanut, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Peanut, who has been played by many, many voiceover actors. You know who was a Mr. Peanut for a while? And I thought he did a horrible job, even though he's a great actor. Um... Iron Man. Oh, yes. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. for a while played the voice of Mr. Peanut because they've been trying to make him hip. They've been trying to make him tough. You know, I just remember him in Atlantic City. You go on the Atlantic City boardwalk. So 
Mr. Peanut is dead, ladies and gentlemen. No! Yes, Mr. Peanut, this is breaking news. <laughs> Mr. Peanut is dead. How the estate of Mr. Peanut has spoken. We are devastated to confirm that Mr. Peanut is gone. He died doing what he did best, having people's backs when they needed him most. It looks like Mr. Peanut, unfortunately, was uh, in a vehicle, went off a cliff, hanging there with a couple of actors. And you know who the one actor is in the video? Are you watching this? No, I'm not watching the video. The Mr. Peanut Mobile goes over a cliff. And that, is that Wesley Snipes? Oh, here it is. Here it is. It's Wesley Snipes, I believe. Here's the commercial. Let's play it now. This is from the estate of Mr. Peanut. So they're driving the Peanut Mobile, and there was something in the road. Let's play it. I want to hear the audio and video of everything, Robin, because this is breaking news. No, is this the beginning? Oh, they're in the car. They're in the Peanut Mobile. There it is. Matt, let go. No, you let go. Hey, Mr. Peanut, no, you don't. Don't do it, Mr. Peanut. No. Oh, Mr. Peanut lets go. He falls Maybe into the canyon, right. and then the Peanut Mobile bursts into flames, taking Mr. Peanut away. After how many years, Robin? Um, he was 104 years old. A hundred and how old? A hundred and Four years old. Mr. Peanut, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're you're still getting over the euphoria of my Twitter suspension being changed and an apology from Twitter and admitting that they were in the wrong. But Mr. Peanut, the planner's brand manager at Kraft Heinz, said he will be remembered as the legume who always brought people together for nutty adventures. And for those of you who are asking how what was on the road, that was an armadillo. So they're driving in the Peanut Mobile on a road trip. Was that was that was uh wasn't that Wesley Snipes? Yes, that was Wesley Snipes. And who was the other white dude with? Him? I have no clue. No, he's a well-known actor too. Is he? Well, he's not one of those names, you know. Everybody knows Wesley Snipes. But the guy in the back seat, Mr. Peanut's driving and they tried to evade an armadillo yes. on the road and then the Peanut Mobile goes over a cliff and all three in the vehicle Wesley Snipes, the white dude, and Mr. Peanut are holding on to a branch. Matt protruding. Walsh. Is Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh. And then Mr. Peanut's on the very end as they're holding on, and it looks like the branch is going to break. Mr. Peanut. And he sacrifices himself for his friends. From 1916 to 2020, it is a final now. We'd like to pour one out for Mr. Peanut. I have a peanut allergy, so I can't. No, actually, I had some peanut butter this morning to commemorate. Not even Should knowing. Should the flags be put at half mast? Yes. All of our flags, all of our masts will be bet. Was the Hamburglar involved? Not Steve Walsh, not Paul Rudd. Did he die in Texas? That's what I want to know. Well, it was an armadillo, and it looked like, it actually looked like it was in the Grand Canyon area with all the red rocks and stuff. It could have been. Not Sedona. That's not red rocks, Robin. No? That doesn't look like Sedona to me. You know me. I'm a big Sedona person. I know my red rocks. I can name every single one of them in the entire Sedona, Arizona area. But with heavy hearts, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Peanut has finally left us. Now Who me, are they going to hire wait, to wait, replace wait, him? Wait, this is great. Other 
other uh, brands are now coming out. Mr. Clean's account. Oh, said, Mr. Clean. No, Mr. we Clean. have now. We have rivals. Not, not even rivals. No, no, other no. icons, icons of the advertising yes, community are, are coming out and playing tribute. Um, from Mr. Clean's account, it was tweeted: "Always classy, always crunchy, always cleaned up nicely." We'll miss him. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give Mr. Clean. I have been called Mr. Clean many times during my life, Robin, once I shaved my head. And there's nothing wrong with wearing a medium white T-shirt and going into some hot housewife's home and mopping her floor for her in the middle of the afternoon. You know what happens usually leads to that, right? When you start showing up in people's house with a medium white T-shirt on with the gun show and a lovely, helpless the uh, damsel in distress yes. needs her floors waxed or washed. You can clean Mr. my clean house anytime. Goes in there. Now, now is, it, is, is he faking his own death? See, I'm thinking that there's something going on here. I'm just suspicious. I think that uh, Mr. Peanut, either that or he comes back as a ghost peanut. It's a good question. What do you do now? And you know, on the Atlantic City boardwalk, I joked about this last week when the weather was nice. And there were people on the boardwalk because it was like 65, almost 70 degrees a couple of weekends ago, remember? There is a planner's peanut world on the Atlantic City boardwalk. And when I was a kid, we would go there. Mr. Peanut, the statue of Mr. Peanut was out there. And Mr. Peanut would come out and give yes. out give out the trinkets to the kids. And then he was later arrested as a fake Mr. Peanut Tony, who was actually a child molester. Tony, I, I think uh, comedian Ian a- Abramson is correct. I think he's right here. He says, these marketing idiots think I'm going to fall for their obvious Mr. Peanut is dead ploy. They'll have a funeral for Mr. Peanut at the Super Bowl. Here's the thing. He's a nut, a legume, I know. But still, he's his buried body will grow more peanuts. It's going to be like mini Groot from the movie. Yes. Where Groot became yes. mini, and then they're going to have a little mini peanut, and it's going to be a whole new thing, and everybody's going to go, oh, how adorable. It's a little mini Mr. Peanut. I hate to be doing the conspiracy theory thing That's right here. spot And not to be on. insensitive. But do you all think Mr. Peanut's really dead, or is this just a marketing I stunt, call right? it here right now. Mr. Peanut is going to grow a little woody <laughs> or a little nutty. <laughs> the Pillsbury Doughboy made a cream pie in remembrance of Mr. Nut. Little nut. They're gonna... That's good legume knowledge, yes. though, because a lot of people don't realize that nuts, lentils, are legumes. Yeah, it's not really a nut. Peanuts are not a nut. No, they're not. Not really. Now, sometimes I feel like a nut, and sometimes I don't. Yes. Because Almond Joy has nuts. Mounds don't. A peanut don't. is m- more in the bean legume family than a nut family. Now, of course, Stevie V says he was arrested, probably, and was evading police because he showed his nuts to children when they were pulled over and he, in a motel well, and on he, the side of the road. He even offered his nuts up for food, you know, like say, hey, do you want to lick my nuts? <laughs> You're going to love my nuts. Yeah. As the great <clears throat> slap chop guy. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Shlomo Glickstein? No, that was the tennis player. <laughs> anyway, it was one of those things. Uh, Mr. Clean has been uh, laying the plumbing uh, for all those MILFs. No but, doubt about it. But you, ca- I, I, I want to even tweet it out. I want to timestamp this. We're calling it right now. This is going to lead into a little baby nut. A little nutter. <coughs> well, Mr. Peanut was raw. We know that. Now he's roasted. 
and hopefully he was roasted properly. When the when he I, I, the thing that that's ba- that, that's troubling to me is that he falls off the tranche, mm-hmm. and the peanut mobile has already been at the bottom of this valley or the, right, the, right. what do you call it ravine, and it wasn't until he hits the peanut mobile that it engulfs in flames. Yes, I'm calling bullshit on that. First of all, I've seen those shows on Science Channel. You know, the. Uh, yeah, it's very hard to actually blow up a car. Where everybody thinks in every movie you see, a car goes over a cliff and it immediately. Yeah, it doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. A car no. does not burst into flames when no. it goes over it. So that, that's been debunked by the Mythbusters. I saw, I saw that episode on but Mythbusters. But you know that peanut oil is flammable. It is flammable. So maybe because he's covered in the peanut husk, which is kind of wood, mm-hmm. that's flammable. So maybe. It caused a spark when he came down, and because he's wrapped in wood, and then the peanut oil that is—he's—he's he's not ashy. He's—he's, he's, you know, he's oily. He's got an oily skin from peanut oil, and then it went poof. Well, we now have—we now have people on on our Twitch feed. Beervac checks in, and he says, "Mr. Peanut, sitting on a railroad track, heart full of flutter. Along came five one five, and now he's peanut butter." People are salty now. There's no doubt about it. Nutter, Mayor Nutter, former Philadelphia Mayor Michael Nutter, I believe will be lowering the flags at City Hall to half staff today to commemorate Mr. Peanut, who was, he, his family was actually Michael Nutter's ancestors, were part of the Mr. Nutter, Mr. Peanut family going back 104 years, Robin. So we're putting all the pieces together here yes. live. Now, As we uh, honor, not Houston Nutt, of course, the great coach. DJ Mark Asbury. That's, that's you know Mark. It's Mark Asbury. Yes. The he, DJ, one of our great he, friends. Yes. Well, he's uh, tuning in on Instagram, and I hope he makes the switch to Twitch so that he can see the full show and all the different uh, camera angles. Wait a minute. There's breaking like, news right now wait, from wait, the wait. political front. He, he just really quick, he goes, the shit I walk in on. <laughs> <laughs> My usually and normally reliable and unimpeachable sources are saying right now that Mr. Peanut, there are sources in Washington now suggesting that Mr. Peanut had dirt on Hillary Clinton. So now here you go, ladies and gentlemen. The conspiracy theories are starting. Did Hillary Clinton put the armadillo on the road forcing Mr. Peanut and his two cohorts to go off a cliff, killing him because he knew. You mean this was Arkansas? <laughs> no, that wasn't in Arkansas. I know that. It could have been yeah, Arkansas. Now, Oscar Mayer, all the other mascots and all the other famous mobiles. The Peanut Mobile is gone. The Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile is still out there, Robin. Yes, which they are looking for a driver for, by the way, if you want to drive around in a wiener. It's not no not January. That's different. <laughs> so anyway, there's your uh, update. Now, what are the peanut M and M's going to do? Because they've been stars right now, and I'm an M M&M. and M. When I eat M and M's, I sworn off the regular M and M's. I only can have yeah. peanut M and M's, right? Or almond M and M's, which are also well. Very that's good. peanuts, Robin. They're different. No. I mean, they're nuts, legumes. <laughs> peanuts, almonds are not peanuts. Almonds are vegetables. No, almonds are actually a nut. Peanut is a legume. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You're not getting this. Because peanuts, for those of you who do not know, 
peanuts are actually attached to the roots of the peanut plant. They are underneath the ground. Yes. They are dug They're up. They're like potatoes, except yeah. when, you, when you dig a potato up, you pull it off its vine because it grows on a vine. Peanuts grow on a vine also, but they're underground. Yes. Peanuts are, I mean, potatoes are underground as well. That's what I said, potatoes. But the okay. potato, okay. when you pull it out, that's the product. Yes. There's no, you don't break it open to find the potato Correct. inside. Yes. Correct. But peanuts are inside. It's like, it's like pistachios. Same thing. Yeah, but pistachios are up on a tree. They're, yes. They're nuts. They're like what my son, AJ, has yeah. chestnuts. He has chestnut trees. Right. And under the sprawling chestnut street tree, you know what happened, Robin? The village smitty, barstool smitty, laid. Isn't that the poem? Under the sprawling chestnut tree. I don't know that one. Come on, Robin. Where's your poetry knowledge here? I'm surprised that you know some poetry that I don't. I hate to do it to you already this early in the show, I just Robin. know chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I don't know this one. Under the chest. What is it? Under, under the-, the sprawling chestnut tree. The village smitty lay, I believe. I think Nancy Pelosi did that when she was talking about Longfellow and all of the other poets and great Americans of, of the past. Wow, the village blacksmith ballad and other poems by Longfellow. See, Look you think Nancy you. Pelosi's the only one knows about Henry Wadsworth Longfellow? Read the op- read the you. damn opening of Longfellow, okay, Robin. Okay, look at it's the village blacksmith. It's a poem, under a sprawling chestnut tree. The village smithy spreading stands. chestnut tree, Robin. That's what I said, didn't you I? You said sprawling. Oh, it's that, because spreading. that's what you said. Sprawling, under a spreading chestnut tree, the village smithy stands. The smith, a mighty man, is he with large and sinewy hands, and the muscles of his brawny arms are strong as iron bands. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lo- Longfellow is not up for best uh, double penetration scene at the AVN Awards this coming weekend. Somehow, Robert. I don't think that this is quite what he had in mind, but this is turning me on. Uh, you think I'm just some dumb, pretty voice on the radio, Robin? I'm dropping Longfellow on your asses. I'm impressed. That's why I can't. That's why Twitter can't suspend me or take me down. The knowledge that I you have. You are so learned. You're damn right. Not Michael Learned, of course, who was a woman, as you well remember, Robin. Remember Michael Learned? Yes. Everybody thought it was a guy. No. Michael Learned was the woman on what show? Um, uh, uh, Little House on the Prairie, right? Was that her? Or was it the Big Valley? I think it was Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. Michael Learned. Look her up. Because everybody here is... Nick Foles Longfellow is unsurpassed. Well, there's no doubt about that. Michael Learned, <laughs> the Waltons. She was the mother on the Waltons. Oh, okay. There she is. Is she still alive or is she gone? She gone. She gone. No. She's Ooh, still alive? No, she's alive. How Sorry. old is Michael Learned? She's aged 80 years old. So she's coming up on 81, born in 1939. Michael Learned from the Waltons. Good night, John boy. Not Good John night. Boy, the guy who does the great Good videos. Night, of, Good, Good night, Paul. Good night, Paul. Good night, Ma, Ma. Good no. night, uh, no, just Ma. Bernie Sanders. We no, did hear the funniest thing. The uh, <laughs> comedian was talking. <laughs> they were talking about children and you know the youth of today and how horrible they are. And uh, the the comedian said, "You know what? What we really need to do is we just need to make all of our children call their dads pop, Papa." 
because you never ever hear of any kid who calls their father papa doing anything bad. Exactly. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I got to figure out what my the, I know the, with my grandson now who's doing well, seven days in, still in the ICU down there in Maryland, in Annapolis, Maryland. I wonder if he's going to what he's going to call me. We're going to have to do know. a contest. But maybe based on this, we should do papa. Can can he can a grandpa be papa? That way we can guarantee that this kid is going to be on the straight and narrow for the rest of his life because no no kid who calls their father or grandfather papa is doing anything bad. How about Poppy? How about I think grandpa? Poppy Poppy can do something bad. Can be uh No, but Poppy's always good. I love it when you call me Big Poppy. By the way, I got to play this song now, Robin, because you asked for it. Bring it up, please. Let's go back to another Philadelphia legend. The great Eddie Fisher, uh. who sang. Oh, my papa. <laughs> he was so wonderful. Nobody. Oh, my papa. Not Popeye. To me, he was you know who Eddie so Fisher was, right, Robin? Dean, Dean is saying Bumpa is fitting for always giving Robin bump bumpy bumps. Bump. Bump up. I like that. Bump up. You know the Eddie Fisher story, right? He was yeah. one of the 700 husbands of... Um, yes, of... Um, Elizabeth... Uh, uh, no. Yes, Elizabeth Taylor. Eddie Fisher was married to Liz Taylor, Robin, if I'm not mistaken. No, wasn't it? Uh, because Eddie Fisher is... What's-her-face's fa- what's uh, dad from... Um, uh, Wizard Not of Oz. Pers- Wizard of Oz kid. Uh, Are you sure? I'm pretty sure he was married to Liz Taylor. Or was it Derek? Not Eric Fisher, of course, the offensive no. lineman who did the Eddie got fined for Fisher. getting a couple of beer cans for the Kansas City Chiefs and going all Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, no, Austin. you are right. So Come on, Robin. Eddie Fisher. I, I demand an apology now. But, she, but I was also right. Eddie Fisher was married to... Elizabeth Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think he was her first husband of uh, how many? I lost track. So Carrie Fisher is his daughter. So I was right on that one as well. But but not from Liz. But not from Liz. And he was born in Philadelphia, <clears throat> as you well know. So on, on Wikipedia, there's he had so many spouses that he, you actually have to click on an extra link and it goes to more. <laughs> I've lost track of all of Liz's uh, husbands, <clears throat> you know. Richard Burton, I think, was two or three times she married him. So he she, he was married to Debbie Reynolds, which is Carrie Fisher's mom. Right. I mean, listen, he was a good-looking guy from Philly. He was banging everything that moved back so in the Debbie day. So Debbie Reynolds first, right. then Liz Taylor, then Connie Stevens, mm-hmm. then Terry Richard, and then Betty Lynn. I don't know who those two were, but the first I gotta three give, were I got to give Eddie Fisher a roaring round of applause. You want to talk about... Tagging some major tail back in the day. You know, that's a pretty good trifecta right there. Liz Taylor good. at very young cat on a hot tin roof, Liz Taylor. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, and then he had uh, Connie Stevens, who was also a smoke show. So there was, there was a Debbie, Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. Adorable, adorable. But yep. this was when she was, this was already, this photograph is when she was older. When she was young, she was just freaking adorable. And then Liz Taylor. Brrr, with those violet eyes. I don't think I've ever met anybody with real violet eyes. And the one thing about Eddie Fisher versus all the other Philadelphia musical icons, uh-huh. he wasn't Italian. He was the only Jewish guy who was banging all these chicks in Philly yeah, he that was, was a great, great Philadelphia-born singer. He was born Edwin Jack Fisher. 
least he kept his real name, though. This is, you're not getting this kind of knowledge anywhere else, ladies and gentlemen. Nowhere else are you getting Eddie Fisher. We go from Papa to Eddie Fisher, oh my Papa, to Liz Taylor, Connie Stevens, and Debbie Reynolds. I'm sure our audience, all of our audience over the age of 70, is really digging this show today. <laughs> but we're here to learn. That's what yes. it's all about. Mazel Tov is exactly right. He also piped Jackie Kennedy. Is that true? Uh, Eddie Fisher? Maybe. I wouldn't surprise me. Well, she married an old... She, she married the old Greek dude who was a prune by the time she married him, Aristotle Onassis. You remember that? I know. Do you know what remind, what what stood out to me the most about Aristotle Onassis in any of the movies that they make? That he had this disease where his eyes got droopy and he would prop his eyelids up with with broken off uh, toothpicks. No. Yes. That was that's out of fact or is that is that I, bullshit? It right? was in every movie that I've ever seen about him. Let me see. Because you know one thing I spit on this show. When I spit knowledge, most of the time it cannot be disputed. So whenever I say something, it turns out to be right for the most part. I mean, every, every once in a while, I may get something wrong. But I'm telling you right now, my knowledge of everything, not just sports, music, entertainment, sex, kids, whatever you need information on, I'm like the walking encyclopedia. And I do it for you, ladies and gentlemen, not for me. I already have impressed myself over the last 67 years. My job isn't to impress anybody is to spread knowledge and wisdom. Yes, he had a uh, complication of myasthenia gravis, which he suffered from. I had from. some of that the other night at the Greek restaurant down there. And he would, it, it caused several different things. Um, I don't really so has, care about yeah. uh, Aristotle yes, Onassis right but now. But he, he propped his eyes up with, with um Toothpicks and, and tape, because otherwise they would droop down. So his somehow or another that one that one stuck out to me. Didn't she bang Michael Jackson? <laughs> Liz Taylor. I don't know if he banged her, but they were you know she uh, she was a mentor to Michael Jackson, a Liz Taylor. Yes, you remember that. Anyway, enough about that. This Liz Taylor, Eddie Fisher, Debbie Reynolds, and Aristotle Onassis, up, Onassis update brought to you by Geritol. And depends. <sighs> that is why I, I am. We are doing everything in our power now to stay younger, Tony Bruno. We do not want to end up. I mean, it's. I don't mind getting old and showing. I mean, I'm very proud of my age. I'm 51 years old. I will say it, and I'm proud. I don't think I look 51. I don't certainly don't act or think 51. But I don't want to feel 51. You feeling me? And so that's how come I want to I I want to not look in the mirror and go, ugh, why do I even bother? Sometimes you have to look in the mirror, Robin, just like yes, Twitter did. But I don't Twitter wanna... looked in the mirror and knew they were wrong, and they admitted they were wrong, and they apologized. That's all you have to do. I know. That's all you have to do. But what I'm but my point, Tony Bruno, is you and I both. We've this last year especially. I think you have to admit that. 
you've looked in the mirror and you're like, I'm a battered performer. There's no doubt about it. But you've looked in the mirror and you're like, why even bother? Why do I even try? Because there's nothing I can do about the, you know, looking older, my hair's gray, my blah, 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 everything. I ignite, I I embrace my my wisdom and knowledge. And yes, I'm humble about it too. And there's no doubt people are suggesting that on Twitch. But this. We this year we are going to stop. We are going to start caring about our bodies and how we look again. We are going to lose weight. We are go- and it's going to start by when you look in the mirror. Go, you know what? Actually, I do look pretty good. And so we're starting with it, like the facial regimen with mm-hmm. BioLumiere. Mm-hmm. We I didn't uh, get it. I didn't get to use any last night. Can I use some right now, Robin? Oh, let me hold. I some taught of you that. how to use it. I know how to. Use. I'm going to show you, ladies and gentlemen, that. As a man, you don't have to get plastic surgery. You can do whatever you want. You can get hair plugs, but, a wig. <laughs> but when it comes to the face, unlike Elizabeth Warren, who says she never washes her face. I know. That's bizarre. I wash my face all the time. And I give great facials, now, too. You only need a tiny, tiny, so tiny now, dab, this is Tony. the uh, BioLuminaire Eye Serum. Yes. Eye Serum. Eye Serum. Eye Serum. <laughs> So this, let me show everybody. Let me good. give you a demonstration. There's nothing wrong with being a man, and I'm a manly man. There's no doubt about it. I'm not a cock. I'm not a beta male. I'm an alpha male. So here's what you do. You just take this, and you just put a little dab will do you, like Brill Cream used to. But less than Brill Cream. No, but so tiny, right there. Tiny, tiny dab. Just like a little dot. Like if you prick your finger for a blood test. There, that's perfect. That's like a little bit of blood, except it's uh, creamy. It looks like another uh, substance that I'm familiar with, but it's not. That's good for your face, too. Like, well, that's what I've heard. <laughs> Not my face, but anyway, so you get a little dot. Let me show you now. Little dot in each, and then you rub it together. No, well, you, no, you, you just dab. use it. So no, you, you dab your fingers together. You dab it like that? Yep. Not like the dab like they so do in the So you have about NFL. an even amount Ooh, on each it's side. And, and then, then you and dab, then you dab underneath. The, tap, 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 tap under tap, your right. eyes. I don't want to close my Underneath your eyelids because it's going to help with the puffiness and then mm. the lines. And then Adam Schiff should be using this. He's got like seven. He's got like seven pound bags under his eyes. I saw. And then rub mm. and then and then go towards the side and a little bit on the top too. Up at the crow's feet, up in here. Yep. Up at the crow's nest. And then now you just you just tap it and then you do rub it in. You can you can spread a little bit, but you tap it, but not too hard because no, you no, don't no, want to no, stretch no. the skin. I want all the essential oils and all the good product in there. Are you going to put the other stuff on too? Should I put it in my forehead? This is for the rest of your face, although you do need to shave, mister. It's all right. I'll be doing that soon. Let me do that. I'm going to do So that's the anti-aging cream. I need that right now. By the time we hit the Miami Beach Sunday, I'm going to look like George. uh, What was the guy who, George, uh, not George Harrison. Who was the guy that always had the tan? Oh, yeah. George Uh, George Hamilton. Hamilton. I'm going to look like George Hamilton, except without hair. I mean, now I'm going to put this on the... uh, on the, uh, what do we call these lines above your forehead, Robin? Wrinkles. Yes, that's what they call <laughs> My furrowed brow. Yes, your furrowed brow. <laughs> I saw them the other night. I went with uh, Ruben, uh, so, so with we, Big Rube, so and then anyway, I went we, down to the uh, TLA, and I saw a furrowed brow opening up for the candy man. So this is how we're going to start. We're going to, this way, when you look in the mirror, you're going to go, you know what? I, I'm, I'm still worth it. I'm still, I'm still here. And then you start feeling better about it. You start, start eating better. You start exercising more. We even have um, these brand new. They are uh, hot off the presses, Tony Bruno. We have another product that we will be unsheathing. 
brand new, still not available in stores product that we will be using at the correct. Super Bowl? Correct, correct, correct. These will be available shortly. They are limited release available for um, the Tony Bruno fans. And you know what we want as we get older, Robin? What do we want? Mobility for life. Yes. I'm really excited. Not life imprisonment. Because as you well know, I very much believe chiropractory is the way to go. I um, had a frozen shoulder uh, several years ago, which I was told it was going to take me at least three years to not be in pain. And I started seeing a chiropractor and he got rid of it for me. And I was able to move my arm after only six months. Actually, it was a little bit less than six months. So I believe in chiropractory. Um, chiropractors developed um, kinesiology. Kine- kinesiology and kinetic tape. KT, KT, K-tape? K-tape. And that's the um, big thing. If you watch athletes, they all have the compression sleeves right. on. And then some of them have the KT tape on the right. back. But except I've tried to do the KT tape myself. And it's hard because y- you have to, like tight it like it has to be it has stretched. to be properly done and it has to be properly and i've had on. it on too and then it, just, it peels off and if you don't put it on right right and i haven't been able to do it myself and so this company ghost sleeves developed with the help of a chiropractor um the kt tape is built into it yes and so it's actually very simple to put on and right now they have them for your knees and for your calves now is this my knee one uh, you know what? They I don't, don't have know. any arm ones. They're, but right now they're working on. Yeah. And the thing and the company that does this, these are legit people. And they're going to be one of our sponsors. For the and Super Bowl. It's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Knee, it's Go Knee Kinesiology Compress. Because there's compression sleeves that just tighten up your arms or your right. legs. And, and, and they oftentimes, don't do anything. like oftentimes for it to have enough support for whatever your injury is, it actually cuts off circulation, which is not good because you need circulation. You need the blood flow. So this does. This is state of the art in new yeah. stuff. And it's not available yet in stores. And, and it's patent pending. I mean, this is this is brand spanking new. And I am so excited about this because you. So we'll be taking this to the Super Bowl and a lot of people. And again, this isn't just for athletes. This stuff, this technology is for everyone. Yeah. Firefighters, police officers, people who work outside. You know, your knees hurt. You get older. You got arthritis. This isn't a cure. This isn't copper. This isn't Tommy Copper. This is actually a compression sleeve. You don't want your injuries to slow you down. Right. So this is a compression sleeve with kinesiology included. And so you get it. We measured our, Robin and I measured each other's legs and thighs Uh and other body parts. And then I got out the tape measure. And then, you know, we, we had it. We had it. So you have to measure your thigh and your calf. And this one fits over my knee. And then there's another one that fits over your calf muscles. Correct. So if you're getting so older, like, like you, we all are. Right. If you go out and get shin splints and you get. Um, or you run or anything right, you anything, do. Any kind of, even if you're, you know, not uh, quote unquote injured, but this will just help your exercise recovery. And even if you're run, you're a runner, like Dean, we know a lot of people who run. Luigi, we have a lot of friends. Robin, did you turn my machine off? Uh, no. Oh, no. Oh, what's in the box? Oh. All right. So I'm going to put this on. I have to take my pants off, though. So if you excuse me for a moment. No, I'm not. So we'll be wearing these. These are called ghost sleeves. Ghost sleeves, they're kinesiology and compression. So it's like a combination of the K-tape built in and the compression And it's sleeve. something that you can do yourself rather than having somebody, somebody apply have to be, it. Yeah, yeah. apply the tape to the to the back. And right now they're just making them for the calf and and then the knee area. 
And so let's be honest. I mean, I had I've had knee surgery on the mm-hmm. I've had meniscus, ACL I mean, tears. You've, you've the last several times where we, you've done some kind of a workout, you've complained about your knee especially. So this is going to be really interesting for you to be able to experience and put this on not only while you're working out, but after your workout and help with recovery and help you be able to do things that you've sort of given up on. And we always, you know, fortunately we meet a lot of people and these are not this isn't some scam. All the products that we endorse eventually, you know, we try out and we yeah. check out. And the people who invented this, there's a website. So this yep. isn't some fly-by-night thing. We're not trying to sell them to you right now. We want to be on the forefront mm-hmm. of this new technology. Well, because do- this, is a, this is a multi-billion dollar business. Compression sleeves, the KT tape. Right. Again, this isn't a miracle cure. This just helps you feel better when you're out there walking around, when your knees are sore, your calf is sore. And so we'll be wearing these, and we'll be handing them out to athletes on Radio mm-hmm. Row yep. and other people, and then you'll be able to get them online well, as they well. Well, they are going to, the uh, very shortly, there is going to be the friends and family uh, page where you can start ordering them before the rest of the public is going to be able to. So stay tuned. Exactly. So anyway, that's, that's what it's all about. We're always looking for the new technology. You know, we had the, the eyeglass thing a couple of years ago. And these are the same people who market it. I know those. everybody says that we have the best stuff. Swag. And it's not Whether even it's swag. swag. These are things that help people. Swag is you give somebody a beer koozie <laughs> or you give them a bottle opener. Yeah. Yeah. That's swag. You know, and there's nothing wrong if you need a bottle opener or a koozie. When we give stuff out on the show, we like to endorse products that people can use. Yeah. You're not going to take this and throw it in a drawer and say, yeah, what am I going to do with that? Trevor from the 203. Wait, Tony Bruno Show has swag bags? Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, on Super Bowl. We, we got douche bags. Best. We got all kinds of bags here. You know what I'm saying? Joe Quill says, I need one for my calves. I tore one of my calves a couple of years ago. See, exactly. I mean, this is, everybody has these issues, Tony. Exactly. It doesn't matter how old you are. You but- can be young. No, you don't have to be an old person who has arthritis. People who run, you know, they get achy joints. Mm-hmm. And so, again, this is not some miracle cue. This isn't copper bands and everything with copper in them now. I mean, there's a lot of products out there. You can buy whatever you want. I'm not, I'm not even selling you these yet. I'm just telling you about them. Can you see the website, though, Robin? If you go um, on the website, what happens? Ghostleaves.com is the website. I, I don't think that the um, Bruno no, we're not selling them discount yet. and everything is available yet. Beautiful. You know what you know what the, you know what color this is, Robin? Which makes it even better. What Let's is? See if anybody can tell what color this is. Now we are in full color, not in black and white anymore. We're now. I have don't color. know if anybody can see. Uh, it's called Army Green. Ah. Army Green, yo. We are in full support of our military. Exactly right. All right. All right. Enough about that. And that's not even a commercial segment. It's just talking about products that we love. <laughs> I know. We're excited. I'm excited because I want Tony to, well, not just Tony, me, moi, myself as well. We need to get in shape. We have gained weight this last year. We've just been completely And normally schlubs. people do this like in December. Oh, I, the, the, my, I'm going to go buy a gym membership. At the first, I'm going to be in the gym January 1st. And then by January 3rd, they're like, ah, shit, it's cold out. I don't want to go to the You know who, uh, another thing that I want to try, this is uh, not anybody who's going to be a sponsor, but Andrea, our fabulous Andrea, who we would, who would come to Moonshine all the time. She started something called Noom. 
You've seen the commercials. Uh, yeah, I saw a picture. She posted a picture. She's, She's losing weight. She's lost like weight. 10 pounds since January 1st. Noom. Noom. This is the health and beauty segment this? here. <laughs> I feel like I should be on QVC at 2 in the morning. I know. I'm going to shut up about it now. But I want to, if anybody else has tried Noom and. and Noom, how do you spell that? N-O-O-M. Noom. I, I want to hear more about it. Is that like a nooner? That's different, right? That's not the same thing. Anyway, let's get back to the business, Robin. So we got some baseball news. We got some football news. We got the NFL draft news, too, which I love. Because everybody, remember here in Philly a couple <laughs> years ago when the NFL draft was on the Art Museum steps, and then they went to Dallas. Which was very, very And they went cool. to Chicago. The NFL draft is coming up, obviously, in a couple of months, and it's going to be in and Las where is Vegas. It be Vegas, Vegas, baby, baby Vegas! Vegas! And they already have the most outlandish, over-the-top, insane plans for the student-athletes. Let's go to the tape here. My buddy Arash Makarzi posted this yesterday because, obviously, the situation. In, so anybody who's been to Vegas, you know about the fountains. These are artist renderings. Yeah, they, this isn't the actual yeah. set yet. So the fountains at the Bellagio are world-famous. Yes. You can see them from space. And so they're amazing. You go there. Every time Robin and I go to Vegas, we have to stop in front. And we hope that they always play my favorite song. Time to say goodbye. Yes. That one. The, 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 the duo. Yeah. The duet. By, uh, well, there's just several people that do it. But Celine Dion and uh, b- 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 um, one of the, the greatest blind opera singers of all time, Robin. Hello, hello. Um, <sighs> what's his name? For God's sakes. Andrea Bocelli. Exactly. Oh, Bocelli see, doing. You're giving me shit. No, I, 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 no I, I, you're right. And and finally, you remembered something before I did. Congratulations. Bocelli and Celine Dion singing "Time to Say Goodbye" at the Bellagio Fountains. I dare anyone to stand there when the Bellagio Fountains go off and that song plays, and you don't feel anything inside of you. You don't get. You don't well up verklempt. with emotion. Verklempt. Tony gets, schwitzing. Uh, Tony gets verklempt. Bocelli and Celine Dion. Robin doesn't even like Celine Dion. I don't. But that's a great version. Yes, it is. I mean, Bocelli does it alone, and then she mixes it. It's sort of like the Nat King Cole uh, collaboration. After he died, With his Natalie. daughter Natalie Cole did a, 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 a an unforgettable remix, and then mm-hmm. Natalie Cole left us, too. Yeah. Sad, man, but we always have their great music to keep so us. The so the 2020 anyway. NFL draft in Vegas is going to be taking place actually on the water at the Fountains of Bellagio, they're they're building a uh, red carpet walkway. Red carpet walkway in the middle of the water, and the players are going to be transported to the stage by boat. Their boat will literally come in. <laughs> their ship will come in <laughs> when they are announced. The symmetry is amazing. So yes. <laughs> Sarah Brightman, too, I love. Robin doesn't like Sarah Brightman. No, the, she has too much of a vibrato. No, I love Brightman. Sarah Brightman. So the, when she um, sings Deliver Me with the full orchestra and the, and the background with all the soulful sisters, that is one of the greatest songs ever. Deliver Me from Sarah Brightman, Robin. If you don't like that song, you should never, ever listen to any recorded music or live music ever again. Okay. Go ahead. Now, back to the Vegas. Let's get it now, back Now, uh, the red carpet stage for the NFL draft, where the players and their families will be transported by boat, the main stage will be constructed next to the Caesars Forum. Not the uh, the Forum Theater on 22nd and Market. That's long gone. No. No, but so it's going to be on the Strip. They're going to close the Strip down. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not nuts enough in Las Vegas. Now the NFL draft's going to be there. 
and uh, it's it's going to be crazy. And you know what? It's cool. And they've turned the NFL draft, which used to be staged on Saturdays at noon in Madison Square Garden in the Felt Forum, the old theater there at the Madison Square Garden. That's where it used to be, noon on Saturday. And then they would do Saturday and Sunday, and everybody and would it. go home. And nobody was watching it in the middle of the afternoon. No longer. Now they make everything's prime time, everything's big. That's why the NFL's king. Is that the doorbell? Let's go to the door. Is that somebody else trying to sell us product outside going door to door? So anyway, the Raiders Stadium looks amazing. It's pretty much done. It's got this incredible look outside. It's going to be awesome. Same thing with the L.A. Stadium. Not the uh, Penthouse Forum will not be covering the event. I don't think they've been credentialed. But we will be there. And it's going to be fun. And then The Bachelor will come out. A lot of great ideas about who should do it. Instead of having the commissioner go out, Roger Goodell, they should have an Elvis impersonator make the first. They should have all of, like, the, the Las Vegas Strip impersonators. The Cher impersonator comes out and makes a pick. The Rocky impersonator. Or just have Stallone himself go out pretending he's a Rocky impersonator. There will not be a free buffet at the draft. The buffet, and when you go through the line of all the uh, people who are trying to hand you out little, you know, those little things that they uh, have people come on the strip, go to the uh, girls to your room direct. You know, you run the gauntlet on the, on the Vegas strip. Wait, we have a box, Robin? Did we just get a box? Yes. What's in the box? It's not for me, though, is it? Who is this box for, Robin? It's for the Tony Bruno show. Is this a rose from The Bachelor? <laughs> Has he decided to give up on all those boutons that keep going before him and giving up themselves and embarrassing themselves on national te- television every week? One of the worst ideas in the history of mankind. It's, and the it's fact that people love this show just shows you where we've gone as a, as a country it or is. as a nation I mean, or as a planet. People, like, people sort of sheepishly say, oh, it's my guilty pleasure. Yes. Well, you know what? You are contributing to the uh, wasteland of our minds on TV with that, those types of shows. Exactly. You can watch whatever you want. I just, if I see one second of The Bachelor as I'm going through channels appear, I go and get bleach and pour them into my eyes, ears, nose, and throat. And what's even more, like anybody that says that they are for women's rights and the Me Too movement and they watch The Bachelor. Or The Bachelorette, by the way. I despise both of them. So I'm not about, you know, listen, what guy doesn't want to have like 20 chicks come up and bang them every night so they can get a rose? It should be that easy. I banged chicks. I had to buy them dinner, and I had to take them to my oh, house and go no. out. One rose is all it takes to get some Bhutan to bang you these days? And I still am against that. I don't believe that that should be the way women conduct themselves, especially on national or TV. Or men. Men are pigs, though. You expect men. Who's worse? One guy who has, like, I don't know, how many chicks do they have on the, uh, as contestants? One guy who gets to bang 20 chicks who all pretend that they love the guy and want to live with him forever? Or when it's the bachelorette, when it's one Bhutan who has all of these horny bastard dudes want to bang her? What's worse? You know what it is? There isn't. They are both both, equally pathetic. It's bad. Equally pathetic. Oh, (laughs) Kate Bry 96 (laughs) says, starts with 30 women. How, How do you know that, man? How would you I'm know sorry that? you know this, K. Bry. Unless you just looked it up, and then I'll forgive you. 
Of course they're easy bitches. I would call them bitches, though. That's, and by the way, that's Beach Babe calling them bitches. I call them bitches now because it doesn't sound as harsh. It's ridiculous. Beer vac. <laughs> How did we go from the draft to this? We I transitioned. Know. Transitioned. Oh, we were talking about female impersonators yeah. who will go up and make the picks. Like, oh. you know, there's the one guy. He's an Italian guy who does all the great impersonations. Yeah. Michael His somebody. Is fantastic. He does share. He does everybody. Phenomenal. They should have, though, instead of having Strange to come Rover in. Strange Rover 36, Putans. It's Putans to me. Yeah, or Putans. You could call them a, or Putas. Well, Puta. Depending on which language you speak. Yes. They're all whores. Puta is uh, Spanish and Tagalog, I believe, too. I don't know what it is, and I don't want it. Yes, I transition faster than Caitlyn Jenner on the show. I mean, it, it doesn't, you know. Anyway. For a lot less money, too. So now. That's your draft update, and it's going to be fun. I don't. We're not going. What's that on top of my head? I got a parrot head on top of my head. It was like a bird, was just it? like the part, the top part of a bird. People do that on Twitch. You can put like masks on me and all that other stuff, or unmask me, or I prefer the mask yes, on, so I can go to one of those parties. You too can purchase masks and put masks on Tony for a good time. For a good time. Put a mask Puto on. Puto is great Filipino rice cakes, according to uh, Fairweather Marvin. Did you know that? Now, you know Filipino stuff, Robin. Uh, some. And I I like. Robin wh- likes balut. If you're a Filipino I out there, that's I her favorite. Don't. If you have a couple of rotten eggs <laughs> sitting around it. your house, send them to Robin. Put them in a box. <sighs> put a little, uh, you know, you don't want to keep them too cool, though, because then the rotten forming eggs inside, the forming chicks inside the I've rotten egg. I've never learned to like. Balut, but I do love me love me some lumpia and some pancit, and I like chocolate beef, uh, which is beef beef cooked in blood in its own blood, which is awesome. It's very tender. Don't knock it till you try it. And um, I like salamat. Um, I like papaya with fresh sweet calamansi juice on top. About balut and sarap. By the way, uh, Siegfried and Roy will not be. Uh, appearing at the NFL draft today, but their Tigers will run out and bite off one of the arms of Commissioner Roger Goodell if things start to get a little slow on the strip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. wonder if they'll have showgirls out there. They're going to do the NFL draft in Vegas with the, with the Bellagio fountains and boats and ramps and red carpets and stuff. They Don't you have, have to schmaltz it up? They should have the showgirls with the big feathers and the high heels standing in the back waiting and el- – in greeting for the the new players coming up exactly i mean it is vegas after all share in person i know share impersonators are dudes actually share so actually actually the real share actually looks like a share impersonator I know. now she's bad she's had so much work done and and a salam salamat aj marcos salamapo mahaki what is that one on it mahakita i know what balut is it's fertilized duck eggs and they let the duck form inside the eggs where it's just starting to get feathers. And no, then they keep not, it up. It doesn't have the feathers yet. It's just starting to form its beak and the little feet. If, it's ha- if, it, if the feathers are on, it's probably been allowed to develop a little bit too much. Normally, you don't want it to go quite that far because you still want the egg to be runny. Oh, yeah. Uh. Just imagine this. You take a fertilized duck egg and you leave it out in the hot summer sun. And you let that thing rot inside. No, you don't it. let it rot. You let it cook in the sun, cook. in well, sand. By the way, cooking in the sand in the sun 
is it's not finished. You don't break it open and get a nice omelet out of it. No. You break the shell open, and it's a, it's an actual baby duck. I know. And it's a delicacy in the Philippines. And they love that shit over there. Oh, I know. You know, you know who ate it too, and he's told us that that's not as bad. People think that's the worst thing in Kenny because it smells. Andrew you know, Zimmern, we're going to see him again on the, the Super Bowl. Bowl I'm yes. sure. Andrew Zimmern says that he actually likes balut, which is, ugh, but you it's know, it's an acquired taste yes. and smell. <laughs> if you can get past the smell, it's really good. That's the problem is I can't get past the smell. Well, that's what happens to me most of the time. That's why I broke up with a couple of these women I met in L.A. You know, you just can't get past the smell, Robin. I don't care how hot they are. You can't get past the smell sometimes, Robin. No. If it doesn't pass the smell no. test. Then say no. Say no. <laughs> it's You know what? This pretty much goes across the board, whether it's food or people. Yes. Dorian. People know all these. There's Dorian a, real, free, there's a lot of fruit. food that people eat. That you would say, how do they do it? And Andrew Zimmern on Bizarre Foods, who's become a friend of ours over the last six years. We met him in San Francisco at that Super Bowl. Great guy, but I don't know how he does it. You yeah. know why? Because everything is food. Well, durian is interesting. Durian I actually like because it tastes sweet if you have it when before it's been allowed to ripen. As soon as it starts to ripen, though, it's they call it stink fruit, and it's it's very pungent. It almost smells like rotting... Not rotting flesh, but close to it. If you're enjoying your lunch today, this lunchtime sojourn has been brought to you by Miss Robin, a woman who's eaten insects and all kinds of dangerous things in the jungles of the Philippines and Manila and, of course, on the streets of Amsterdam, where the most dangerous thing, of course, is bad weed and some nasty hookers. I have not eaten that, nor have I eaten hookers. How do you know? How do you know? (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Wow, 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 wow. All right, anyway, let's get back to the uh, whatever we were talking about. Of course, I mentioned the Vegas draft. Now we got that. There's some other good stuff today, Robin. And there's a sad story today. You know me, I'm not a big British. My favorite British uh, stuff was Benny Hill and Monty Python. All of these other British stuff. There's just some great British comedians. I don't want to completely denounce everything British except the royal family, which I've been denouncing, been denouncing for my entire life. But one of the all-time greats, Monty Python, you know, there's six members of Monty Python. And now two of them are gone. Four are still alive. John Cleese tweeted out today when he found out about the death of Jer- uh, Terry Jones. Terry Jones, 77 years old, was suffering from dementia. He was really one of the founders of Monty Python. Right. And sadly... You know, dementia, you would want to talk about no illness is good, but to watch a brilliant mind like Terry Jones or somebody in your family who was so lucid, so smart. This guy was a historian. This guy wasn't just a comic, Terry Jones. He was brilliant. He was a brilliant writer, brilliant director. He he, he knew his history. So he wasn't just some dumbass, dope-smoking comic. Right. So he died of dementia. And he was a founding member, I mentioned. And John Cleese said, two down, four to go. Talking about losing mm-hmm. members of Monty Python. Yeah. And one of the great, I, I think this is probably the best Monty Python movie ever made. And that's The Life of Brian. We were talking about the movie Mother, mm-hmm. which is about, about one person's God and then the other person's supposed to be the Virgin Mary. But they did it right. If you're going to do a movie about The Life of Brian, who is supposed to be Christ, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. 
No. He's supposed to be – who's he supposed to be? So in Monty Python's A Life of Brian – uh, Brian is accidentally mistaken as the Messiah, as the Messiah, right. because he like well, the Messiah is God. R- no, as Jesus. So, so he I lives, said that before, and so you the, said no. So the so the star, uh, they they misread it. There was something, and so instead of the star shining to find Jesus, they find Brian instead, and and so everybody now thinks he's the Messiah. Right. And so then the people gather around and they want to see the Messiah. And then Terry Jones <laughs> has one of the most brilliant scenes in any comedy movie you will ever see. When he opens the door uh, to the multitude of fans outside waiting to see the Messiah. And then the fans are screaming, we want the Messiah. And then this is the scene. If you haven't seen this movie, I recommend it. It's one of the all-time classics. Let's go to the tape, Robin. Terry Jones in The Life of Brian, 1979 classic. people don't get it i'm not a big british humor fan but monty python hilarious stuff and obviously terry jones a comic genius brilliant man who has left us at the age of 77 with dementia that's one of the great scenes robin you know i love like robin hood men in tights i like that kind of spoof stuff i don't watch any of these queen movies or these downtown abbey or these insufferably boring tedious long-winded, hard-to-understand British crap that's all over our airwaves. 
And you can watch it. Just like Brian told the people, you don't have to think. You think for yourself. It's amazing that Brian, in the life of Brian, back in 1979, was pretty much telling people what I tell people today, and I'm no deity or I'm not the Messiah. I've been called Big Poppy. I've been called Daddy, but never the Messiah, Robin. And the bottom line is this. Think for yourself. Don't follow the groups. Think and act on your own instincts and your own judgment. Now go in peace to serve Tony Bruno Show on Twitch.tv. Tony Bruno Show. We got more stuff to do, too. We'll have an Antonio Brown update. We have a Florida update, too. Robin was uh, not really on top of her game yesterday, remiss with a Florida update. Well, there wasn't really anything good. Today, there's something good. and uh, But right now, we have on hold the fabulous um, attorney for the show. Although, I don't know. I did such a great job for you. I might be taking over as attorney for yeah, the show I since I did a great job of yes, getting you, you out of Twitter. you adjudicated my Twitter jail. Robin got me out in one day, and I didn't even have to pay. I didn't yes. even have to give her, uh, what, do we, what do we call it up front, when you have to pay your lawyer up front? Uh, actually, the person that's on the line would probably be able to tell Our good buddy Dan Lust, he's not just our exclusive attorney who doesn't charge us for a consultation. My attorney sent me an email and sent me a bill for $132. So wrong. Dan Lust will not do that when he comes on this show to talk about. Dan Lust Esquire. Sounds like a porn name. Are you up for an AVN award as the best porn name for an, an attorney in the Philadelphia, Delaware Valley area? If, if I am, they haven't told me yet. Retainer? I didn't even kiss her. Uh, I don't normally I, retain I, her. I usually let her go. Dan, thanks. Retainer works. <laughs> Flat fee works. I was ready. I had, a, had to go. You can do either or. Flat fee, retainer. But, Tony, here's the beauty of the show. I'm not charging you either. Well, that's that's one. My lawyer just charged just sent me a bill for $132 because I talked to him for 10 seconds. That's the difference. That between, is an outrage. Between a really good lawyer and a divorce lawyer. Exactly right. <laughs> 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 If I'm paying somebody $132, I want a happy ending after a half an hour. Damn. You know what I'm saying? All right, Dan. <laughs> All right, Dan. I'll, I'll, take, I'll plead the fifth on that one. All right, good. I'll, I got a fifth for you here. <laughs> I'll send you that as my retainer for the next time you come on. But, Dan, obviously, we always bring him on whenever there's important spot legal stuff, and he can break it down into layman's terms, which we like. Now, this, the, the whole MLB cheating scandal is obviously in the news. We've been talking about it on the show, and you have your we, – we need to find details, Dan. Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to break it down, guys. Uh, you know, so I imagine, um, you know, last week, guys, this was uh, all, all the news. You know, it wasn't just hitting the Astros. Uh, it was hitting the Red Sox. Yep. It was hitting the Mets. And then in addition to – those, you know, three teams, you had the rest of baseball looking to see how they could make a buck off the Astros by suing them one way or the other, right? By suing baseball, you know, um, suing any number of, of players in this equation. Um, so for those, unless you were living under a rock the past week, um, I'll just kind of break it down. Um, the Astros are being accused. Uh, it's basically a, a version of kind of Spygate 2.0. That the Astros were illegally using uh, their video to capture signs behind home plate. It sounds very reminiscent of what the Patriots did once upon a time uh, to the Jets. And I bring that up because there is some legal precedent on that. Uh, But basically, you know, when you're at second base and you're leading off second, maybe you steal some signs there. But, you know, without a guy on second, pitchers have this understanding that uh, the signs aren't going to be stolen. The the placement of the catcher's glove isn't going to be stolen, right? 
Um, and that's this, um, you, know, you know, what really the Astros are being accused of. And really why this story has legs and, and why I don't think this story is going to go away anytime soon um, is because of the tentacles to the situation, right? This is 2017 uh, is when we kind of know the Astros start this scheme. And you have Astros players uh, and coaches and management going all across the league. Um, and which kind of this black spot on baseball. You have them uh, going to Boston uh, when they then win the World Series. So there's really a lot of legs to this. Uh, and I see a lot of, um, you know, when there's controversy, there will be lawyers. And I do see a lot of uh, legs to this, which really could have uh, some long, long-term effects on the world of baseball. Dan, if you've watched 10 seconds of the impeachment stuff, there are always lawyers, lots and lots. Uh, you know, well, what's his name? And John Wick says, guns. Lots of guns when he's asked what he needs to go out there and do his uh, thing. Lawyers. Lots of lawyers. And as you mentioned, the lawsuits. And now we have players. Uh, the, uh, the Houston Astros announced that they're going to have a get-together where the players are going to go out and apologize to the fans. Now, we know anytime there's a, a controversy in sports, whether it was, you know, whether it was the, the cork bat, Sammy Sosa were exploded on TV, and then he had to apologize, make excuses first, and then when it's obvious he's guilty of sin, then has to apologize. And we hear, oh, the fans aren't going to go back. There was a strike. You know, the split season back in 80-81. Oh, this is it. This is the last draw. I'm not going to go back and watch any more baseball because the sport is dirty and they're cheating us, the fans. And then what happens? Players, pitchers, and catchers report. They announce the schedule. Fans will go back. Do you expect this to die down, or do you expect this to be cast a pall over this entire season, not just for the Astros, but for any Major League Baseball team when something happens that doesn't look copacetic or kosher, depending on where you come from? That's the problem here. So when Manfred put out this beautiful report he did last week, it's about an eight, eight nine-page single-space report. What Manfred basically said, you know, at this point he's just looking at the Astros. He's going to, you know, he uh, – handed down this one-year uh, you know, suspension for the GM and for the coach. Um, but this is where it kind of gets messy because now, you know, we, Alex Cora is now out of a job in, in, uh, in Boston. Uh, Carlos Beltran's out of a job with the Mets. Carlos Beltran worked for the Yankees last year. So the reason I, I bring this up, right, why do we know about this situation? Because one player on one team who, Tony, I'm not, you know, I don't think about uh, Mike Byers in my, my day-to-day dealings. But Mike Byers is kind of, you know, at the back end of his career. He had some big achievements, uh, you know, when he was younger. But he, he basically was the whistleblower in this whole scenario. Yep. And he didn't want the Astros to continue to gain this unfair advantage. So let's say, you know, uh, the Astros ready. They're getting the heat of this. Uh, Major League Baseball still in the middle of investigating the Red Sox because we know that the guy at their helm, Alex Cora, he did this with the Astros. So logically, right, he, it's just common sense that this is something worth investigating in Boston. So I've just, we're, we're just right now talking about the Astros' tentacles, right, where those players go. And if you then go through the Red Sox organization and you find players that might have gone to other organizations, you see how these dominoes continue to, to fall. Um, you know, Manfred said something very interesting in his decision, which I know um, because we had a lot of players speak out in the days that followed, you know, Alex Wood being one of them on the Los Angeles Dodgers, that said that if, if these allegations are true of sign stealing and this buzzer wearing, you know, whatever you want to call it, if that's true, players are just as culpable as the managers and the, and the general managers. Um, so Manfred had made a very conscious decision uh, when you know he was interviewing people. He wanted to get uh, statements from people. He said the players will have full immunity. Um, so it, it's a very controversial stance that he took. Um, but you know, I think you know the reason I brought up this Patriots thing at the beginning. Sometimes people just they want more, right? If you're going to fire. Uh, Hinch, 
coach and, you know, you're going to fire, you know, the GM. At the end of the day, that's, that's great. You know, those guys will probably get another job in baseball. It's not going to bother them. The Astros, you know, those flags will still fly forever. Fans and, you know, the reason the story has continued to, to keep going, I mean, with the story first came out in November, and we're still talking about it in January, is because fans want more, right? We, we still talk about the Patriots and what they did and all these different advantages they gained. And until we, we find out the full scope of this cheating scandal, um, you know, people are going to be asking questions whether this punishment was – you know, legitimate, whether or not it was significant. Uh, the punishment that was levied for these one-year suspensions, if anybody read Manfred's report, it was solely based off of confirmation of this trash can banging, right, when there was an off-speed pitch, trash can banging. There was no punishment levied for this buzzer gate, which came out after Manfred's report came out. So I, I, don't, I don't think the other shoe has dropped here. I think this is, uh, is going to be a black cloud over baseball until really, I mean, until the season starts. We've got a couple months still. No, there are fans, obviously, and if you're, you see what happened, the, the Yankee fans because of the Red Sox, all the, uh, the the Dodger fans, obviously, on the West Coast with the Astros are suggesting that they should strip them of their World Series title. You know, in college football, when the USC scandal happened with Reggie Bush, they stripped national championships. They stripped the Heisman from uh, Reggie Bush. You know, they, they the, the bowl championships, the bowl wins were were, were taken away. You know, everybody saw the games, and they know that they won, and everybody knows they won a national championship, but they take those away. Are you surprised, and do you think there will be continue to be pressure that the Astros and the Red Sox should give up their world championship titles because they were tainted and, in the minds of many, illegally gained? So, uh, you know, Tony, it's, it's funny. Uh, I remember that USC championship really well. It was 2004. Does anybody remember who finished as the runner-up that year? Uh, the Oklahoma Sooners, but we don't we don't recognize the Oklahoma Sooners as the national championship. Correct. That would be unprecedented in sports to give the second place person uh, the trophy. It's not like you know in boxing, right? The number one contender gets a shot at the title. We don't we don't do that. Um, you know, I remember Tyson went to jail. You know, the number the number one contender gets a shot at the belt. Um, but but that's not what we do. We don't rewrite history. We just strip it. No, you that's what I'm saying. The, I'm not saying the, give it to the Dodgers. The second to pee well, the runner-up, or give it to the Yankees who lost to the Red Sox. I'm saying, the the what they do in college football is strip the title. They don't name. There's a there's no championship for that particular season. He he could he could have done it. Um, he came out actually. There's two developments that I'm not sure if, if uh, you know just came out in the last really day and another one today. So basically, the the Los Angeles City Council came out with this uh, proposal. You know. City councils could do whatever they want. They could ban. They could ban snow. They could ban nuclear weapons. They could do whatever they want. But it's, it's an important public, you know, sentiment that they're saying we want to put this proposal. We're going to petition MLB to give the Dodgers now the 2017 and 2018 World Series. So that's a narrative that's out there. I mean, it's not going to. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and that's just, that's just politicians. That's just city council right. people trying to make themselves popular with the with the fan base in Los Angeles, which is nonsense. It's not right. going to happen, and it shouldn't happen, in my opinion. Should not. That, that would be unprecedented sports. But what um, Commissioner Manfred came out today, and, and uh, while there's all these rumors swirling and these uh, fan lawsuits, people are going to sue the Astros for uh, you know, cheating and then you know uh, fraudulently buying tickets not without being a fair event. Manfred came out and said, as of now, there is no you know Red Sox aren't going to get their title stripped. Astros aren't going to get their title stripped. And there's probably another level to this too, right, Tony? 2000, 2017 uh, AL MVP was Jose Altuve. Mm-hmm. I'm from New York. He beat Aaron Judge. That was a really big deal, right? And now maybe people are calling it to question that. So it's not just the the titles that people are are going to be questioning. It's it's really the awards, and you know we know how these these player contracts work. 
there's different incentives for winning these awards. Um, so there's really a lot to kind of hash out. I mean, what, what players do have the power to, to do if they, if anybody wanted to do it, I, I can't imagine it's going to happen. But players have the right under the collective bargaining agreement to, uh, they have to use arbitration, but they could launch a grievance against the team, against the Astros, against the, you know, any, any member of the club. I don't know if that's going to happen here. Um, but, you know, I, I, when this all came down last week, I know it was reported that Aaron Judge had a uh, congratulatory post to Jose Altuve for winning the 2017 AL MVP, and then all of a sudden that post disappears. So players are talking. We're, we're seeing a lot of you know pieces move around. I know um, Alex Wood gave a statement, Cody uh, you know Bellinger and the Dodgers gave statements, and Trevor Bauer. There's a, there's really a lot to unpack here, and I think players are kind of uneasy as to who's going to be the next whistleblower and what can come of it. So I, I wouldn't you know I know Manfred saying that. But we, there hasn't been a full investigation into the Red Sox and, and what other, whatever else could be out there. So, uh, you know, I know he's saying that now, but let's see how loud the fans get if this continues to keep uh, building and building. You know, the thing that, that's interesting to me is that Pedro Martinez just came out yesterday and everybody's ripping the whistleblower fires, and he came forward at least. He could have been a weasel and just, you know, made this anonymously and then had the investigation go on. And so the whole, you know, we've got the whistleblower in, in, the, in the impeachment stuff and all the other. But when a whistleblower comes forward, is that good or bad in the legal world? Because Fires' career is almost over. So he's a marked man now, and players are going after him for being the guy who blew this thing up. Uh, it, it's a question, right? This is um, one of the main legal issues that could come of this, right? Colin Kaepernick, at a certain level, right? He, we, we're not sure, right? Is, is he being kept out of the NFL, or is he, you know, is he being unreasonable? But Mike Fires, if all of a sudden he becomes, you know, he's scrubbed off the face of the earth, right? He's no longer playing in baseball. He could have his own kind of Colin Kaepernick situation, whether he was blackballed. Um, you know, I, I heard there was comments by, you know, someone at ESPN, Jessica Mendoza, who said she looked down upon Fires for kind of out, outing his teammates. Um, but what did Fires really do? I mean, this is something the media didn't really uncover. Um, a player who was in the clubhouse, who has a perfect source of knowledge for that information, he brought it out. And Fox is, is, I mean, doing a service to fans who want to see a clean game. Um, so from the legal perspective, uh, I mean, obviously there's a headache and there's all this black cloud over baseball because of fires, but maybe the game gets cleaned up. I mean, I remember, you know, I grew up with the home run race with Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. Mm-hmm. Was that good for baseball? Yeah, it was, but it, at a certain point, um, it was probably good that the game got cleaned up and we kind of had some more reliability in these performances. So you could see it both ways. And, and I think the interesting here, Tony, you know, we're talking, I mean, I'm, I'm mentioning Jose Altuve's MVP. We never had this conversation whether we're going to strip bonds of the home run record or anybody else that had this steroid cloud over them. It's really just unprecedented in sports to unwind all of this stuff. Does the commissioner have the power to do this, to strip people of titles and to suspend guys? I mean, there, there was a great comment that I think, it, I think it was Alex Wood and Dodgers. Hopefully I have that right. But he basically said he'd rather face a steroid guy than someone who knew the pitch before it was going to come. And I've seen people talk about it online. It's as if I'm, the, you know, if I'm teaching a class and if there's one student who's just like a super genius, right, they're an A-plus student, they're the steroid student. And there's another student who maybe is not the smartest, but they know the question I'm going to ask on the test before I ask it. Which one of those is more dangerous? I mean, I, I would say they're both dangerous. If you can give an 80-game suspension to a PED user on a first-time offense, why not give some type of suspension to someone who's illegally getting the pitches ahead of time and an unfair advantage on this hypothetical test? So I think, you know, we have the CBA coming up um, very shortly. This is something I imagine is going to get interwoven, um, and we're going to have a pretty uh, clear 
remedies for this type of uh, allegations, right? There was no punishment handed out when the Red Sox were using Apple Watches a couple years back. Um, but I think with the new CBA, this is just a reality of this technological world we live in that we need to kind of plan uh, for these advancements, which could give an edge that some teams might be um, you know, enticed to use. No, I hear you. I'll play devil's advocate here. I'll play the opposing attorney, counsel. Uh, the difference between a guy with on steroids hitting a baseball is that he could just hit a simple pop-up and it could go out of the yard because he was juiced up. The, the knowing the pitch that's coming, you still have to hit it. So I think the guy who's not jacked up on steroids knowing what the pitch is, does it give him an advantage? Absolutely. But he still has to be able to hit a 95-mile-an-hour fastball and hit it out of the ballpark whether you know where the pitch is coming or not. And so I think that's the argument you're hearing about whether I would rather face a steroid guy or a guy who knew what the pitch was. I mean, you could tell a guy where the pitch is, and it doesn't mean he's going to hit it. And so that's the argument I think that the Astros and Major League players will bring up in this argument about steroid guys versus guys who know what the pitch is before it comes. Now, Clarky Bob on Twitch also brings up something saying that if they do, by some strange reason, change the titles, how would the gamblers who lost money on, would they then be able to come out of the woodworks? Nah, and go, hey. it's already been decided. Once you pay out on a, on, a, on a bet, and I know this because it's happened before, once you pay out on a bet, unless it's recent and they made a mistake and then they go back and say, yeah, you know, last weekend's game, uh, there was a mess up, and, then, and they've done this, the DraftKings and the FanDuels and all these other sites. But when it comes to an award that was given out three years ago and it's stripped from the player, you know, who bet against that player? You know, if you're betting, oh, I was going to bet on Judge instead of Jose Altuve, I don't think you're going to go back to whoever you bet with and said, yeah, you know what? All the people who had won on Altuve, you have to give us your money back. It doesn't work that way. This is a mistake that's old, and I think there's no way that those people will ever, ever have any kind of grounds for litigation. And just, Tony, to follow up on that point, this is when I brought up the Spygate thing. You know, uh, 10 years ago now at this point, uh, the Patriots filmed the Jets. The Jets fan who happened to be a lawyer said, you know what? I bought these season tickets, and it's not fair. I'm, I'm paying tickets for these games, and the Patriots are cheating to win. Uh, so he sued on, you know, a bunch of theories relating to uh, fraud and, and whatnot. And he basically, you know, he, in theory, might have had a chance. He sued for a crazy number, $185 million. Uh, the case got all the actually way to um, the, the second highest court in federal courts, called the Court of Appeals, Third Circuit. Uh, it actually went to the United States Supreme Court, but they turned it down. And basically, you know, the court said, you know, while we don't condone what the Patriots did, while the NFL has admitted that the Patriots did something wrong, by buying a ticket, right, there's nothing on the back of that ticket, right? When you go to a baseball game, it says watch out for flying bats and flying balls. There's nothing on the ticket that guarantees you that the other team's not going to gain an advantage. Uh, what the, you know, the courts have basically said is you just have a license to watch the game. I mean, it doesn't really matter what the outcome is. That's not what you're, what you're getting. So I would probably say the same would apply to betters. And the same, you know, what is you, you betting on a game? It's not like you have a contract with the other side. You know, what some people have brought up in this, let's say, um, Tony, hypothetically, people lost all faith in, the, in Major League Baseball, that everyone was cheating, and all of a sudden, you know, the ratings just plummeted and went off the face of the earth. All these networks that have baseball deals, they have all their, their own versions of morals clauses and stuff that they can get them out of this contract. They might have some recourse, right? Would, would, could it hit a league or a network back out of a deal? They might have recourse under those contracts. But as a, you know, a third party just kind of betting on games passively, you don't really have any right. Just like a fan watching the game, they, they just pay for a ticket uh, to watch it. They don't really have any control over the outcome or guarantee that they're going to get a, a clean product that's just not inherent in that relationship. Dan Lust, he's our, he's our non-retainer, retained 
attorney here. Dan Lust. No relation to Kendra Lust, I don't believe. Uh, any relation with Kendra? Um, still no relation, but you're not the first to ask. Well, I mean, it's... Your, your friend Harry Mays was convinced uh, that there was a relation. Well, see, Harry Mays, <laughs> well, I mean, Harry Mays knows... He was just hoping there yes, was a relation. Because Harry knows all. See, I know the old school women. Uh, I don't know a lot of the younger talent because Harry has a subscription to Brazzers and I don't. So he knows, but Kendra Lust is one of those iconic names, though, and that's why I had to ask you, and I'm, Harry asked you first because brilliant minds think alike. Daniel Lust, he's the attorney at Goldberg Segala, and he always gives us great breakdowns. Without, yes, and he's without a great, sending a bill either. And he's a great follow on Twitter, so follow him on D Lust Esquire or D Lust E S Q. And it's not That's short a, for Esquire. Yeah. Exactly. You have to put the Esquire on at the end. I mean, I I probably couldn't, but like D Lust E S Q, you know, this, if you just D Lust, then you get the Kendra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like okay. Yeah, you really should differentiate yourself from that. Just three letters; it makes all the world different. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. He's not a porn actor. I don't believe it. Although I do have some briefs from a previous previous relationship. And see, that's a little legal joke there, which really fell flat. And I'm sorry, Dan. I got it. I was waiting for the drums to hit. I just hit it right there for you. I'll give you another one right there. Not Lindsay Lust. I don't know who Lindsay Lust is, and I don't know. Uh, but anyway, you know what? One thing people are saying, though, Dan, is if you had represented Stormy Daniels, you would not be in jail today like Michael Avenatti is. I think you would have gotten Probably her off, not. actually. You would have gotten her off, so to speak. I think they would have been so distracted uh, by whether I was related to Kendra Lust or not. I just I would have uh, I would have really worked them into a sensi there. I would have filibustered yeah, yeah. them into, a, into a getting her off the cake. I just would have been so puzzled. That would have been perfect, though. I know. Dan Lust representing Stormy Daniels. Keeping it's a it... match made in heaven. Maybe when she, when, she gets, when she starts doing tours in Reading, Pennsylvania again to get her money back that Avenatti stole from her, maybe you can represent her in, in future litigation. Against Avenatti. Yes. Well, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be practicing anytime soon. No, but, you know, no he's not. Just... He'll be practicing in El Chapo solitary confinement cell up in New York. That's where he is. Did, yeah. did you see that? Yes, I did. He... They have him in the hole. I, I did see that. I mean, he's the kind of lawyer that gives lawyers bad name. Exactly. Seriously. I scoped him We're out the about second. Avenatti, right? not, yeah. not no, not, me, not right? you. <laughs> not the you. first okay. time I okay. saw okay. the guy. See, the one thing about me, Dan, <laughs> I don't care if they're Italian, white, black. When I saw Michael Avenatti for the first time, I saw Sleazeball, and I said it, and he blocked me. He blocked me, like, within seconds, because that's... Is that, why you were in, is that why you were in Twitter? No, deal? no, this was a couple of years ago. I, I, I smoked out Avenatti a, two, a year and a half ago, yeah. when he became the, the greatest thing since sliced bread I all think, over the I place. I think Tony Bruno is, is proud to say that he was one of the first people that Avenatti blocked on Twitter. Exactly. i got to give myself it's a roaring round. It really is. I give myself a roaring round of applause for him. I knew he was a no-good bum the second I saw him. Dan Esquire, Dan Lust Esquire, or Dan Esquire Lust. Or D-Lust. Or D-Lust. ESQ on all, Twitter. All of the above. All exactly. of the above work. Dan, always appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks, guys. Anytime. I'll await the uh, breakdown. Let's see. I had you about, what, 15 minutes? That's going to be 0.15. Because my attorney puts down 0.30. <laughs> and so that time, uh-huh. 0.30, then he breaks it down yes. with the computer, and he figures out how much I owe him. I mean, think about it. Lawyers 
And prostitutes are the only people that charge by the minute. You're right. Right? But see, they, 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 the difference is if you get five minutes with – I don't. I only know this from reading, watching movies and stuff. <laughs> I've never been with a prostitute. Prostitutes, it's when you're done. From what I understand, there's no time. There's no clock. Yeah, you don't. You can't put clock. a prostitute on retainer. Right. So a guy goes in five <laughs> minutes later. He's done. Boom. He's gone. Yeah. Lawyers, if they talk to you for five minutes, they're not charging you for five. They're going to round it out to the fifteen minute mark. And if they talk to you for minute sixteen minimum. minutes, then they'll round it off to a half an hour time mm-hmm. spent. And then they got to listen. I'm listen. They have to make money. I'm not knocking lawyers. If you need one, you got to pay them. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. They shouldn't get paid, but I'm saying the way they're they're what do they call the bookkeeping? The not shady bookkeeping, but they got to make sure they take care of their secretaries, the employees, mm-hmm. the firm. Right. They work for a firm. They don't. Well, <laughs> prostitutes hopefully work for a firm as well. <laughs> Does it really matter? Um, well, it doesn't work as well if it's not firm. That's for sure. Mikey misses hair plugs, nails it. Lawyers or prostitutes, either way, you're getting screwed. Thank you very much. Correct. Bob from Valley Forge. How do you make a hormone, Robin? How do you make a hormone, Tony? You don't pay her. Oh! oh. Ho! hi <laughs> <laughs> My hooker's not on a retainer, but she wears them. See, that's a Shame. little rough there, right? That, that one's Shame. a little rough. Yeah. Braces. Like, Shame. Have you ever met a hot chick with braces? Well, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the male. I used to have braces. I was whole metal, metal face. Full real, metal face, full, full metal jacket. Oh, I had the full-on silver top and bottom. It was lovely. Wait, somebody just posted this on my Twitter about my uh, Twitter. Uh, here it is. Look, Frank this up here, this, this thing here, Robin. I want to play. This is the classic, too. Let's go to Andy Williams. Oh, yes. <laughs> As free as the wind Sing it, Andy. As free as the grass grows. Born free. We're all born free, baby. Born free. I wasn't born free, but I am reasonable. Like, get rid of this thing. Retainers? So. Oh, they're definitely better than dentures. But I now, never even made out with a chick who had braces. You know, when you're a kid, you meet kids obviously have braces. Adults have braces now. You're seeing so many more adults with braces, whether they're the Invisalign or the right, full metal more, jacket. More, and then they also have the braces that the are head white. Gear? Oh, yeah, yes. I didn't have headgear, thank God. I But I, I had to wear like a night brace, a chin brace at night because my chin was growing, f- my jaw, my lower jaw was growing faster than my upper jaw. And so, oh, it was, it was lovely. I, I, I did look like a total geek nerd. Wait a minute, we have breaking news from the hockey front. Because I was looking at the story, Gritty, of course, the Flyers mascot. Right. Last night, you know, he does funny stuff. Last night he got a trash can with the Houston Astros logo on Uh it. And he was banging it during the Flyers game, their 3 nothing shutout against the Pittsburgh Penguins last night. Right. And that was funny because that's what they did. Now we have a Gritty legal update. Oh, no. Yes. Gritty, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. According to CBS Local, where I'm reading this story from, Gritty, the gritty, gutty Flyers mascot, who people hated initially but now love, police are investigating an alleged incident in which 
Gritty and a teenage boy were involved. The Flyers mascot is accused of physically assaulting a 13-year-old boy during a photo shoot. The alleged incident took place in November at the Wells Fargo Center. Police say the investigation is active and ongoing with the South Detective Division, and uh, they're continuing to uh, look into this. So Gritty now, again, Gritty's around a lot of people. I'm not defending him. If he did something wrong, he should face the consequences. But, you know, he's around a lot of people, kids, little girls, little boys. I don't know what the, uh, what the actual. Okay, so here's, here's the, the entire story. This okay. is uh, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer. So they have a picture of Gritty with a young man wearing a jersey and then right. a, a, I guess his dad his or another. His dad, Chris Greenwell, brought his young son, Brandon, to the Wells Fargo Center um, in November, last November, And then the, there's a guy behind him in the picture with sunglasses. He's like his handler. That's Gritty's handler? That's Gritty's handler. He follows him around and whatever it is he does. And they invited the 13-year-old to get a photo and some FaceTime. And it was part of an exclusive event for season ticket holders. But after waiting in line for about an hour behind dozens of fans to get to Gritty, something shocking happened, according to the father, Greenwell. Um, Gritty punched Brandon in the back, the dad claims. Um, Greenwell says that Brandon playfully patted the mascot on the head after the photo was taken. And as Brandon walked away, Gritty got out of his chair, took a running start, and punched my son as hard as he could. Wow. Is it it's on tape? Uh, I don't know. Well, we have the, the still shot of, right. of the photo the shoot. The photograph. Officials at Comcast Spectator, uh, Comcast Spectacore, the company that owns the Flyers told Greenwell there is no video footage of the incident because the cameras in that area of the center are focused on other locations. According to emails between Greenwell and officials, the company claimed it conducted an investigation that included interviews with Gritty and Gritty's handler but could not verify Greenwell's account. Wow. So we'll see what happens yeah. with this. Uh, again, punching, uh, you know, when you hear assault, the first thing you think of, unfortunately, in this world is sexual assault. Right. But assault is, you know, hitting somebody. Punching somebody is assault. Now, we don't know how hard he punched him. They're going to look into this, and we'll see what happens. But I never trusted that gritty guy from day one, Rob. I've never liked him. No, I'm, I'm not one I mean, of the, he's, I'm he's a guy like, doing I'm one of those people that I, I didn't like him to begin with. I, didn't, I don't like that whole um, uh, loose cannon... Well, especially in this day and age. Yeah, I mean, to me, Gritty represents, he, he embodies the things that it's wrong. Like, you know, he, he represents uh, getting feisty and not having manners. And so to me, Gritty is not a good representative for the Flyers. Well, I, I disagree with you, Robin. The guy is really good. He's t- the Philly fanatic, of course, I think is the greatest of all. Now, the, the KGB chicken in San Diego, we've had these debates right. before. The original chicken was worked for KGB, which was a radio station. Radio station hired a mascot. It was the chicken guy. Right. And he was a brilliant performer. Ted uh, Leonsis. No, no, Ted Leonsis was the other clown. He was the owner of the Capitals. But anyway, the guy who was the San Diego chicken was so good as a radio station mascot right. that the San Diego Padres hired him. And he would go out and perform, and he was brilliant. And then the Philly fanatic, the original one, Dave Raymond, created that character. But they're good-natured fun. They're no, not, but the, but to some gritty, people, it's not. I'm not see, again, I'm not. If he punched the, a guy kid in the back, that's that's for the law to decide, not for me or you. But you know, the Philly fanatic is pretty touchy-feely too. 
And I'm surprised in this day and age where, you know, he's grabbing little kids and he's giving them a hug. You know, somebody is going to say, oh, the Philly fanatic, he groped my daughter. That's what's going to happen, Robin. In this day and age of everybody's assaulting. And again, assault is a crime. And if this is a crime that was committed, they should deal with it appropriately. But I'm saying in a world where you can't do anything anymore, if you look at anybody, they're going to come after you. It's a tough job to be a mascot. It's a tougher job to be a Kansas basketball player and pick up a chair and try to wreck somebody's head or skull with it. You know where, who, who's having a really tough job right now? Who? Uh, a few, uh, a few uh, people, not people, a few things down in Florida. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. I told Robin yesterday. Everybody thinks it's going to be some big beach blanket bonanza and bingo in Miami when we head down there. Little nipply down there. I we told you two days ago at Disney on Monday. It dropped down, you dropped down to freezing. Yeah, it was in the 30s in Miami at yeah. night. They had to close Blizzard, Blizzard Biatch at Disney World, the uh, one of the water parks because it was too cold. And there are people that lived there. The inhabitants of Florida, a lot of them don't don't have jackets. They don't even own them. They don't have a closet of warm clothes. Who? People in Orlando? People. The, 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 no, the people in the Orlando natives. know that in the wintertime. People in Tampa have coats. It gets cold in the winter. Well, even Dean has to put on a long sleeve shirt and go well, let's out. Let's go down to Florida, and I'll tell you somebody else who doesn't have a jacket. Let's go down, ladies and gentlemen, so to speak, and get our Florida update from your correspondent. Miss Robin. Down to Florida. Yes, play action reel. Yes, we need the song, damn it. I know. My finger's a little slow today, which means it's good. I won't be accused of assault. Slow and steady is good. That's fine. But not in this case. But yes, let's go down to Florida where it was a little nipply. And nipply, 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 a little nipply. nipply. And, uh, you know, you've heard the phrase, it's raining cats and dogs, Tony. Yes. We've done this story in previous winters, yes, by the have. way. So it's not, this is not new to us. No, it is not new to us, but it's uh, new to several people who maybe not know that there is a uh, natural inhabitant of Florida who is not used to this kind of weather. And when it gets really cold, because they are cold-blooded, well, everybody's cold-blooded. They come tumbling down, Tony. Tumbling, tumbling down. Yes, iguanas. It is raining iguanas. Uh, because they are cold-blooded, let's go to the full story. Here in Florida. Which part Oliver. of Florida now? This isn't This isn't way down in Miami Beach area. This is more northern Florida. It's kind of all over. Wherever there are iguanas in Florida and it gets too cold, this is what happens, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to the tape for the full explanation. Um. People in Florida are being warned, look out for falling iguanas. So iguanas sleep in trees and during a cold snap, well, they're, they're cold blooded. It can send their bodies into a paralyzed like shock and they just kind of like black out. It's their body's way of protecting them in the cold. So the blood I'm assuming must go from their brain to other parts. Now iguanas, you ever like seen them there? It's fascinating. They can weigh up to 20 pounds. They might do a dance because they got a crush on you. <laughs> but it is dangerous if they fall from several feet up. 
but they're, they're not 20 pounds. It, it doesn't yeah. kill them apparently no if it's 45 degrees or less for more than eight hours a smaller one start to die so yeah okay it's gonna get they, close this morning too they need 50 degrees apparently to start moving around again. yeah yep. yeah that's palm beach county by the way that uh, chick on cnn's hot that meteorologist yeah, she's real cute i'd like to climb up her tree but ladies so, and gentlemen there's only one song that you can go when you when you see this happening down in florida no, they didn't drink too much tequila. They do live. Can you imagine, though? They're good eats, though. You know, if you get one and it's freshly just fell out and it's dead, it's good eats. You know, don't let those iguanas go to waste. I don't think... Can you eat iguanas? I mean, I guess you could eat pretty much anything. I don't know if they have... I would think that a lot of reptiles, they carry salmonella. I know that guy. I went to school with him. I don't think you should eat iguanas. But maybe you can. Iguana on a stick? I don't know. Yeah. Remember this one? Rick's James, damn it. So there you have it. There was your Florida story. Watch out for falling iguanas if you're living down in Florida for the next uh, day or so. Watch out and for one-eyed trouser trouts when you're down in Miami <laughs> Beach, too, next week. <laughs> Thank God it's supposed to warm back up again by the time we're down. It'll be in the 70s. Maybe it'll dip down into the 60s at night, but... We should be fine. Let me get this. Is a taste of Rick James. Oh, well, wait a minute. You can eat gator. Yeah, you can eat anything, like Robin. So maybe. If it looks good, eat it. Wait, did we just. I'm playing a little Rick James, damn it. Hold on a second. Our network just went down? No. Say what? Uh oh. What happened? I don't know. We're still on, aren't we? No. Can they hear us? Hold on. Let's see what happened. I didn't pull the bandan plug, Robin. I didn't either. Oh, there we are. We're back on again. What the hell happened there? I don't know. It was very strange. It's an okay. outrage. It is an outrage. Well, you know what, though? It's pr- it, we're, we're ready for the show to end anyway. We are? Yes, we are. Just it is like three that? O'clock. It's that fast? It is 3 o'clock. I don't know how in the on world the swatch this watch? happened. But it is time. We should go out with a, with, on a good note, Robin, on a hot note, not a cold note. This is not Frozen 2, Electric Boogaloo on this show. <laughs> we want to keep it warm and toasty, ladies and gentlemen. Can you play the, bring this up here, Rob? Oh, no. you, wanna do, yeah, you don't want to do this one? Just one little taste of one more song. Okay. Yeah, the iguanas may be cold-blooded. But you know what I am, Robin, and so are you and all of our great listeners on twitch.tv slash Tony Bruno Show. Hot blooded, baby. Who did this song, Robin? I don't know who did this song. Who did this song? Foreigner, Robin. Oh, this is Foreigner? Damn. Oh, we didn't open the box either. Oh, shite. Should we save it for tomorrow? You see, Robin's in a hurry to get out of here and abandon all you people. Blame her. Are we back on? Yes. Okay, hold on a second. Let Let me go back.
All right, Tony Bruno, I'm going to turn this down. Let, let's go to, let's do this quickly. It's we, mail time, Robin. It is, it is, it is, it is, it you is. You are derelict of duty today. I'm going to impeach you after the show. Rob, what's in the box? Or impale you, whichever comes first. The mail's here. Come on. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Uh, this is, uh, it's addressed to you, Robin, not to me. Yes, but I, I know that one is for the Tony Bruno show. How do you know, Robin? How do you know so much? Well, because the uh, little elf that, our, our favorite elf, who pretty much should be, uh, pr get producer it's credit like for the show. It's like moving in there. Is it alive? Is it a dead iguana or a partially frozen <laughs> Previously frozen iguana who's been thawed out and put in a box. I need something to cut this, though, Robin. How do we have a box what's in the box segment? Oh, what's in the box? And never have any way to open the damn boxes without injuring ourselves. And I'm going to open the box, ladies and gentlemen, because we can't go off the air when we have a box sitting here. That's true. Whenever there's a box anywhere near me, i got to make sure I take care of it before I'm stopped. You know what I'm saying? All right, uh, I need some box opening music. Uh, box opening music. <laughs> be a box opening music how about uh what a fucking box <laughs> I, I am opening the box damn it all right let me open it up here. it looks like it's flowers you know when you get that long box it looks like it's flowers of some kind we shouldn't we shouldn't call it the what's in the box segment anymore why look at you're taking the studio you're, you're breaking the studio tony Good thing it's trash day tomorrow, not yesterday, because we had uh, I know. Luther King Day on Monday. So trash day is a day later. There's there's uh, little notes. Here, notes. Post-it notes from Amazon. It is a, ladies and gentlemen, it is a Victive 72-inch camera tripod aluminum monopod 772 Max. Just what I've been waiting for. Now, Robin obviously had this on the Amazon. I did. List. This is on the Amazon wish list. This thing is awesome. It, uh, it's heavy, too. It goes from it's a so tripod thick. to a monopod so that I can put our brand new camera on it very easily when we're recording down in Ooh. Super Bowl. Not arthropods. No. Not a, uh, what's the guy in the, in the car insurance commercial? The guy who was like a uh, a, Mayhem? Mo a motorcycle guy. Oh yeah, the mo uh something pod. Yeah, mo motor moto pod moto motoped. No, I don't remember. Oh, it's got a strap too. Yeah, so you can Shoot. carry it, put it on your shoulder. And it goes up to seventy-two inches high, which is awesome. Tripod. That's what guys in the locker room used to call John Van Beesbrook. That's great hockey inside hockey knowledge. We got all these tripods in here, Robin. So did, did, Not monopods. Did AJ send a note as well? He said, have a good time at the Super Bowl from AJ Lopez, ladies and gentlemen. You know, ladies and gentlemen, AJ is not the only one that um, is able to, to uh, give us things that are on our Amazon Wait, wish you're, list. You're trying to shame other people into going into the Amazon gift <laughs> yes. wish list on, yes. our, on our page, on our Twitch yes, stream. Yes, I am. Where Robin has... 
put together a wish list? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And now you're trying to shame like that other chick on Twitch did to tell people to go out and yeah, spend money on Yeah, but I'm way nicer her? about it. I'm going to do it with a smile rather than really, like, yell at you. Tony will yell. I don't yell. I uh, just, I just smile. This is hurting me to open this now. Well, then don't open it right now. You don't need to open it right I now. I want to see the sub bitch. Cujo Ooh. knows Robin. I'm broke. I know. So are we. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> it's a quality item right there, Clark. Oh, everything's falling apart now. That is fantastic. See one of those. See the one that's a monopod. Motopod. So the one that has a grip on it Mo is no, the motor. That's what it is. It's to Mo tours like centaurs. Oh, motor. Motor. Tower. Tour. So <laughs> Cujo knows. Stop shaming us. Um, so the one that has a grip on it is the one that turns into a monopod Shame. and that it, you can then hold Shame. very easily. It's awesome. Shame. Thank you, AJ, so much once again I for totally don't helping know how, us I totally don't know how like, it works, but I like it. Thank you for, for helping us look like we're professional. We know what we're doing. Is this going to fit in the overhead compartment? <laughs> so, so we can actually shoot some like POV stuff in, in our Airbnb. We yes, can shoot some video that's, down. That's there. not what this is for. <laughs> that's it's not multi how this works. You said it's that's, multi purpose. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works, Tony Bruno, as the uh, the lady said. He says, Can you set that up in the bedroom tonight and show us how it works? We're still unemployed, Miss Robin. What's the matter with you? Yep. AJ and San Antonio, fake it till you make it. That's exactly right. We're faking it till we make it. Although Tony's already made it once, but this is different. So so we're <laughs> we're making it all over again. Bob from Valley Forge, seventy-two inch tripod for the bedroom. That's eighteen times larger than anything else in Tony and Robin's bedroom. <laughs> but um, that's good math knowledge, right there. Is that, that is common good. core math or is that real math? But anyway, this is awesome. Thank you. It is heavy. It's very solid and heavy. What's the weight of that thing? So thick. And meaty. Hello, Tony? It says I'm free now to do what I want. Oh. I am free. I'm out of Twitter jail. Did it actually say that? It it's a I'm sticker that says I'm free? No, it just says free. Oh, okay. You are free. See that, lady? Everybody, not world be free. How did they know? Rack that Amazon guy. knows everything. They do. That could be good or it could be bad. In the meantime, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Our buddy Jack in the back's on there. All of our great regulars, our friends, family. Fun show today. Thanks for tuning in. I'm out of jail. I'm free again. I'm free to move about the country. Free at last. Free at last. Good God Almighty, I'm free at last. In the meantime, don't drink and drive. Don't damn text and drive. And God bless America. Still the greatest country on earth. Good night, everybody. Or as Jim Rome would say, good night now. I have a little mountain. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.